Get your Jeep where Colorado shops. Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E-470 on Highway 85. JohnsonAutoPlaza.com. Hey, this is Jerry from Colorado Off-Road with Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. Why do you shop Colorado Off-Road? I shop Colorado Off-Road because they have the largest inventory of off-road accessories for my vehicle, and I get to work with great people like you, Jerry. We appreciate that. Shop at Colorado Off-Road for all your gift ideas and meet the staff at our family-friendly Colorado Off-Road. Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, or shop online at cooffroad.com. Colorado Off-Road. Road. Sam's number three. They've been coming for about 12, 13 years now. It's like home. All our all our waitresses are just like family, you know. I had the honey smoked salmon Caesar salad. It's delish. I think green chili goes with everything. We did eat. We we ate a lot. Colorado thing. Service is awesome. They treat you well here. Tacos, the burritos, and then the Greek. I think there are certain rules that you have to eat green chili while watching football. So Sam's number three in Aurora, off of Vanna Parker, in Glendale, off Cherry and Leesdale, and downtown, off Fifteenth and Curtis. KKSE, Parker, Denver, the best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Children of all ages at the ones and twos for the Vic Lombardi Show. The hardest working man in Denver makes some noise for Jesse Trujillo. On the wing, the man whose last name is impossible to pronounce, Marty O. At forward, the big redhead, notorious shoulder driver, H. W. Peterson. And in the hot seat, wearing the fancy black shorts. And he's always right. Thinks he's always right. James Manchester Mirlet. And the man in the middle. He's a small man, but he's a good doctor. Attorney at flaw. Make some noise. Everybody up on your feet. No one's sitting in your seat. It's time to meet Big Lombardi. Yeah. Brought a hit by Andrew Ghetto. Up the gut to the Penguin Zone. Far side. Shoot. Safe. Rebound. Shot. Score. Out of midair. J.T. And the Avs have taken a 3-1 lead over the Penguins. And Ragetto with his shot. It bounced off bodies in midair. Swatted at to the back of the net. And the Avs have the 3-1 lead. That's a nice dub by the Avs last night. At home against the Pittsburgh Penguins, winning their 16th of the year. Nuggets also with 16 wins this year. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show. Joined by James Manchester Maryland, H.W. Will Peterson, Jesse Trujillo, Marty O. Uh, fellas, can somebody, and maybe I should save this for Thursday when we meet with Dr. Travis Heath. I had the single weirdest dream I've had in quite some time huh. last night. Do I go mean, on. Yes. Like the kind it. that I'm worried about myself. I, I'm troubled. I'm a troubled individual. I had this dream that driving up Spear due west past North High School Okay. You know that area? Are you familiar with that area? Yes. Yes, I am. And all of a sudden, an ottoman falls out the back of a truck. And I decide, let me see how far I can push this ottoman with my car. So I'm pushing an ottoman all over Denver. 
on my front bumper. Okay. It's a pushing, little odd. Yes. Pushing and pushing this ottoman. And I get to Sheridan Boulevard. I get through Federal. I make the windy turn where Spear turns into Irving. I'm on 38th. I turn left on 38th, and I still have this ottoman on my car. And everybody's honking. People are saying, dude, there's a piece of furniture in front of your vehicle. And I'm just laughing. I'm like, this is great. And I get to Sheridan, and I push the ottoman to Sheridan, and I push it a little too hard. There's a red light. I push it into traffic and cause a major, major crash. I'm arrested. Wow. I go to jail. They asked me what I was thinking. I said, I don't know. I wanted to push this ottoman. And then I woke up, and it felt so real. I mean, there was more specifics in there that I'm not going to get into. But it felt so real that I pushed an ottoman a good three miles into oncoming traffic. I Anyone? Dream anyone? interpretation time? So you had the incident with your bumper when we... Oh, that was... That was, that was, like, that was like six months ago. Yeah, all right, but no, this okay. is something else. I, well, I, I don't know what's going did on. Did you here. take a Nyquil last night? Did, no. you, did you drink a cup of whiskey? I no. mean, what's going on no, here? Everything was normal. I mean, I just a normal night. But it, I, I could see it right now. I could see the ottoman. It was a leather ottoman. It was nicely upholstered, um, and it was just rolling right along the street. An ottoman's like the footrest thing, right? Yeah. I was yeah. thinking armoire at first. That's no, a that's no, more of a piece armor, of furniture all over. Right. This is an ottoman. God, I am troubled. I got some issues. I got nothing for you on this. And normally I'm pretty good at dream interpretation. This one is so weird, I have nothing. Not a thing. I mean, it's like kicking the can, right? You're kicking the can along the road. Ooh, okay. So maybe there's something you feel like you need to be doing in your life that mm. you're kind of just procrastinating and putting off. Is there like a big life change I, I, you've been willing to make that you're I, like, you, you know, you I, should I do it? I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I, Maybe I'm just upset at what happened in Oklahoma City last night, and this is the way I deal with it. Because last night I'm emceeing the Chris Harris Holiday with the Harris's Christmas party. A bunch of Broncos were there. Wait till you hear from Akib, by the way, who's going to join us at 8.15. Got some great video with Akib doing a chain-snatching slash chain-giving thing. But as I'm there, all I'm doing is watching the Nuggets game on my sling box. All right, so I'm watching the Nuggets game, emceeing this deal, and I am screaming at the top of my lungs at that last possession, just screaming. Number one, at the fact that they bailed out Russell Westbrook. All right, now you go to the replay, yeah, he got fouled. But I thought he double dribbled or traveled before he got fouled. He got totally bailed out. And then I hated the last two possessions by the Nuggets. Hated them. The one where they had to go with the step-back three, and then the final shot, which was a miracle to begin with. But I hated both of them. It felt very similar to, was it the Indiana game? When yes. they went so long without yes. scoring in the in yes. late and then got just boat raced in overtime. I mean, the, the Nuggets didn't score last night in the, in the last two and a half minutes. Well, they started the game without scoring. They ended the game without scoring. And that's the frustrating part to me is this reoccurring pattern of can't execute down the stretch. And you see it because... It's not as though they get a good shot and just miss. They have these empty possessions where it's either a turnover, a shot clock violation, or more often than not, it's just a bad shot that somebody's going to have to hit a, a miracle prayer for it to go in, and it's an execution thing. They don't execute and get open looks, and I don't understand why they can't do it, but it happens 
time after time after time. Well, and it was frustrating too because they played a brilliant third quarter, right? They were they were crisp, they were sharp, they were hitting shots, they scored 32 points, and you're thinking every time this team goes to Oklahoma City, something bad happens, and finally they're going to break that streak. And then last night something bad happened and they lost again. And I'm not going to sure. come and be over dramatic about one loss, but it would have been a monstrous win for the Nuggets, and they. Unfortunately, couldn't find a way well, to get see, it done. I, I don't even know if I qualified as monstrous. You know, Oklahoma City is struggling this year. No, they've but lost... based on their history, there, Vic. Like, again, yeah, but they've you lost go in there and win teams. that. That's a huge confidence booster. The Nuggets need to find a way to win a division road game. Okay, that's a, yeah, win a, win a division road game. Portland has been a house of horrors. They can't win in Utah. They've yet to go to Minnesota this season. You saw what happened in Oklahoma City. At some point, they have to win a division road game. They have to. And last night was the great opportunity to do it. Five for 19, 12 points. Those were the numbers produced by Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. They were awful. Invisible. Five for 19, 12 points for two of the big three for OKC, and the Nuggets still couldn't get it done. It's very frustrating. I'm frustrated. That's what I'm. I'm frustrated. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and I've started to look at the standings. And in addition to the actual record, I'm keeping the should be record. This team should be 18 and 12. They should have won in Indiana, and they should have won last night. You score one point in either of those games, or one bucket in either of those games in the last two and a half minutes of the game, and you're 18 and 12. We're singing a totally different tune this morning. If that's the case. Now again. Did things emerge last night that make you say, okay, that's great. Torrey Craig, <laughs> he's a player, man. I mean, I, two games does not a player make, but so far so good for Torrey Craig. I like his style. I like it a lot. He's a player. I like a lot of what I saw last night. I didn't like the way they 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 executed down the stretch, and and I, there's no way around it. There's no, I I can't stand the late in the shot clock, can't find a way to get to the basket. Step back three. Get to the hole. You're talking about on the final inbounds play? I'm talking about the second to last play. Okay. And I get that. I'm with you. You gotta to get to the rim. But the final inbounds play, doesn't that need to be up? Ah, those to... are miracles anyway. I mean, I mean they had one yeah, seven. It's not what? like they had point four. That one doesn't bother me as much as the second to last possession where you could tell early in the shot clock, dribble, 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 dribble. All right, what's going on? What are you, what are you guys doing? Let's let's go. Let's let's go. So, but why do you think that happens? I is don't it the know. Player? I don't is know. It the, the I don't play know. they call? I don't why is know. that happening? I wish I had an answer for you. I don't know if they're just not inclined to go to the cup, or they they have a different play in mind and it doesn't work. Whatever. We all know what happens late in the game. Things get physical. You're gonna get fouled. You're not gonna get the leeway that you get in the first three quarters. Right. You have to force the issue. You just have to. Yeah. You know what Russell Westbrook? What did Russell Westbrook do to get to the foul line? What did he do? He took the ball to the hole and Torrey Craig fouled him. Okay, he went to the hole. Now he double dribbled and traveled on the way to the hole. But he's Russell Westbrook, so but they're not going to call that. But yeah. he forced the issue. He, he forced. He makes the, the official issue. make a call. He forced. And he knows on his issue. court he's Russell Correct. Westbrook. He they're not going to call that. The issue. He went to the hole. At what point did the Nuggets go to the hole down the stretch? They settle for jumpers. Well, and I don't even have a problem with settling for a jumper if it's an open jumper. Not a step back three with someone in your. Oh, it's, just, I hate it's the step one back on three. one hero ball. 
So that's why I ask, is this a, hey, the direction isn't correct, or is it guys just trying to take the game into their own hands and be the hero? I've got a uh, answer for both of you, and neither of you are going to like it, but it's a pretty blanket, simple answer. It's growing pains. That's what these are. These are growing pains. This is what happens in the NBA when you're still a couple years away from yeah, winning a you title. You know what, though? I feel like they're beyond puberty now. I feel like it, you know, they've, they've been. I don't even know if Jamal Murray can legally drink, dude. This is his junior year at Kentucky. If the NBA didn't have weird draft rules and they were like the NFL, he'd still be playing college ball. Give the ball to somebody else. Who? Will Barton was 0 for 8 from 3 last night. I, I, all I know is if that's your, your play on a vital possession, that, that's not going to work ever. A step back 3 with people in your face. I, you tell me. You tell me when that's going to work. Well, that's why I said it's growing pains, because you know that works for? MJ, Kobe, Steph, Russ. Doesn't work right now for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I'm frustrated. I I got nothing else for you. And you're pushing Ottomans down Spear and all kinds of weird things. I I, I think that might be, the more I think about it, and you're, you're making me interpret my own dream, I think it might have something to do with sort of the Nuggets pushing that, kicking that can, pushing that Ottoman. Get over the top. Let's go. Let's go. Give me a, what, what has been, if, could you identify their breakthrough game? What has been their signature win in your eyes? I mean, they've had a, they've had a handful. That, but that, what is the one, the one where you're like, now, now we're talking. The rally win against the Pelicans the other night? It's a home game. They're different at home. You know, I need to see a road win. Like la- if last night when they would have finished it off, I would have called that their signature. Yeah. Win. I'm having a hard time coming up with one at this point. I mean, we're 30 games in, so they got plenty of time to, Make one, but yeah. But you're I, right. They could have you. won the game at Boston. They could have won the game at qualified. Indy. They're close, though. We do have to say that. They I, are close. You know what I would have done? You, you just you just pressed me. You know what I would have done on that second-to-last possession? What? I would have given the damn ball to Joker. Was he in the game? I believe. At, er, that, at that possession? I don't know. We'll find out. He was out. in the game on the final play. He was. Yeah, he checked back in for that. That's why I would have thrown it up to him at the rim and not taken a 29-foot fadeaway three, but that's just me. We've got a keep to leave at 8.15. Jeff Legwald in Studio 9 o'clock to 10. One hour of Leggy. Lot to catch up on with regarding the Broncos. You watched the Avs last night. We're giving away a chance for you to go to a Nuggets game with these two. Manchester and HW sitting front row VIP. What a treat that is going to be. That's one week from tonight. Coming sooner than you think. You can qualify for those tickets by listening to a drop from a former Nuggets player... A flalo, Aaron a flalo. It was the last time Manchester sat courtside. So when you hear that drop, be the third caller, and you're in. Qualified at least. You got the Vic Lombardi show. It is 7:13 on this Tuesday morning. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 
Home, Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Hi, Jerry Jones here from Colorado Off-Road. Shop at Colorado Off-Road for all your gift ideas and your loved ones. We have everything from floor mats, mud flaps, running boards, bed covers, lift kits, tires, wheels. Come on in and meet the staff at our family-friendly Colorado Off-Road. Located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Restyle your ride with Colorado Off-Road. Colorado Off-Road. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. You're driving, minding your own business, then boom, you're rear-ended. Just another ordinary day for the insurance company, but not for you. You need to know your rights. You need the Bell & Pollock Legal Game Plan. Bell & Pollock's Legal Game Plan gives you the rules, so you have the legal strength to fight the insurance company. Bell & Pollock. Our legal game plan is designed to help injured victims just like you. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Put our legal game plan to work for you. We'll help you. Sam's number three is delicious. You know, the atmosphere, the people, the food, everything's just... It looked good at the table behind me, so I thought I'd try it too. Oh, wide selection. I love the menu. The waitresses and waiters here still remember me from when I was little. Oh, I'm going all-American cheeseburger today. I'm having the Greek burrito today. I I come to Sam's because the alcoholic beverages are good. Sam's number three in Aurora, Havana, Parker, and Glendale, up Cherry Creek in Leedsdale, and downtown 15th and Curtis. <laughs> oh, I said you can't come here and not like the food. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC Terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A car fire on northbound I-25 at Alameda. At last check, the two right lanes were blocked with emergency crews. Traffic is brought to you by Len Lyle Chevrolet. Also, three-car accident reported on southbound I-25, causing a delay through downtown. This crash is reported at Spear. Right now at Len Lyle Chevrolet, get up to 22% off MSRP on select 2017 Impala. Sonic, Spark, Malibu Cruise, and Trax models in stock. Go east and pay the least. Find them at lenlyle.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I'm not sure. You know, we're going to obviously discuss it with the uh, with the staff and see where we are, you know, with both guys. You know, obviously, um, you know, Paxton hadn't practiced in three weeks. We've got to see where he's at uh, physically. He, um, he came in Saturday and Sunday, threw the ball, uh, rehab, so we'll see. So it is Tuesday now, press conference yesterday from Vance Joseph, and I did not attend the press conference, but they still have not named a starting quarterback, correct? Just want to make sure this is correct. Cool. Yeah, they, okay. they'll probably tell us tomorrow. It, it may leak today. We'll see. Why, why is this so difficult? Well, I'll, I'll tell you why, and I'm going to tell you. 
in my piping hot take. Let's get at it, Jesse. Roll it! I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. All right, hot take is pretty simple. As I reported, told you last week, I've been told that Brock Osweiler has been told he will start in the penultimate game against the Redskins next week. He is the starting quarterback. Now, why have they not announced that? Why have they not gone public with that? Why have they not told everyone what they're going to do? I believe there's still a faction at Dove Valley that wants to see Paxton Lynch get another shot. Why? Because he's Paxton Lynch and he's a first-round pick. If he were a seventh-round pick, this would never be a question. Game over. But because he's a first-round pick, they're going to give him chance after chance after chance. That is the truth. He would have never been afforded this many chances if he were a seventh-rounder. Having said that, I'm with you, man. I, I see it your way, Manchester. Although I believe they're going to go with Brock, throw Paxton out there and let it finally be decided whether or not he can play the game. Let it be decided. I believe the only thing holding that up is they believe he's somewhat still injured, which would possibly hurt his ability to perform. If they believe he's injured at all, he shouldn't play at all. There shouldn't be an issue at all if he's injured. If he's not injured, get it over with. Put him on the field. Let's move on. You got nothing to lose. Just get it over with. You're toying with people now. You're toying with Brock. You're toying with the rest. You're toying with Paxton. It is now Tuesday. You should name your starting quarterback. It took them all season to name one, all off season, and it hurt them. Don't wait. Get it over with. Well, he's healthy enough to be the backup, correct? They if haven't... you're healthy to be the backup, you should be healthy exactly. enough to start. They haven't signed another quarterback to be the backup to Brock. And here's what you do. It's really simple. If he goes in and he sucks or something goes awry, pull him. Yeah. Pull him. You can have a, a, a quick hook. Yes. If, if you notice that he just doesn't understand the game plan or he's just not producing the way you would hoped, pull him. Let's go. Move on. You can afford to experiment. You're not making the playoffs. There are a lot of teams that are vying for playoff positioning. They cannot experiment. You can. Please. Put on your laboratory hat. Experiment all you want. Next hot take. It's HW's hot take. Last night as a Denver sports fan was what makes sports agonizing, but also what makes sports fun. An emotional roller coaster as a sports fan. You watch the end of that Nuggets game and you hurt for a little bit. It's only a game in December. I get it. But no one in this town likes Oklahoma City. No one likes Russell Westbrook, at least not true Nuggets fans. And I respect him. I do too, but I don't like him. You want to win that game, and then you get your heart ripped out, and you're bummed, and you're mad, and you're ticked off, but you also try to have perspective on it's just one game in December. But then you flip over to the Colorado Avalanche, and they sweep the season series with the Pittsburgh Penguins, the defending cup champions, and you remember the Avs are overachieving again. Another win I mean, this team right now is still just four points out of a playoff spot. 
I've begged them on these airways to continue to hang on and seize this opportunity and seize this moment. And they have. That's a great win last night uh, against a really good hockey team. Now you go on a two-game road trip to L.A. and Phoenix. L.A. is one of the best teams in the Western Conference, if not the best. And Phoenix is the worst team. So you got to split that. And then you come home for like six more. So right now, both the Nuggets and the Avs remaining relevant as the Broncos who always will be relevant in this town, continue to struggle and continue to make weird decisions. Keep seizing those uh, opportunities, abs and nuggets. Last night, emotional roller coaster as a sports fan, but ultimately a lot of fun as the abs win at Pepsi Center. Next heater. It's Manchester's Hot Take. I had uh, several options this morning for, hey, what is annoying me? What is getting under my skin? The Lakers retiring two numbers. That's so stupid. For Kobe Bryant. That's so, I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I found so, annoying. That's so stupid. Just pick one. Just, My guess is it's oh, the one you finished your and career And anybody with. who wants to, oh, it's just an honor. It's unique. It's not unique. It's stupid. It's silly. It's overplaying. You mean to tell me he's the greatest Laker ever? So, so he's the greatest Laker to ever put on a uniform. Well, he's the only one that's had two numbers that's so retired. Stupid. Of course, he's the only one that's worn two numbers. The Paxton Lynch situation, you already touched on it. That's annoying me. But let me tell you what's really under my skin this morning. It's the old copy editor in me. And guys, you know, I, I've had my issues with my paper. It doesn't show up on my porch every day. Now I'm having problems where they can't even spell words right in a headline. Mm-hmm. So here's the main headline. QB quiz. For starters, who? Another change. Lynch or Osweiler is forthcoming. How do you spell forthcoming? F-O-R-T-H-C-O-M-I-N-G. Well, according to the Denver Post, it's F-O-U-R-T-H-C-O-M-I-N-G. Is there a British version? I don't know, but we're not in Britain. We're not in... The UK. So even if there is, that isn't what we should be doing. And you I know how Endeavor spelled differently in Britain. Sure. I Googled it. It doesn't come up. I think there was some album by some band that had a four in it that was forthcoming. They can't even spell the headlines right anymore. That's embarrassing. And I get it. They're cutting costs and it's an industry in turmoil. But you gotta have somebody who knows how to spell forthcoming. Or how about this? Here's my hot takes. Use smaller words in your headlines. That's what I got. Forthcoming's too large of a word. Yes, apparently. <laughs> Both of you two have hot take the uh the newspaper pretty well lately. Um there well, was you know the reason why we hot take it again. We are fans of the medium. We both receive the newspaper. We pay a lot of money for it. Do we not? Yes. You know, it, what's worse? Us criticizing the paper or not taking the paper? What's worse? Not taking it. Exactly. Well, I have this thing called the it. internet. It's okay, pretty cool. I mean, you can do what you want. Yeah. We're, we're taking the paper because we love that medium. That it better be up to standard. Correct. That's all. That's all I ask. This would have never happened back in the day. But uh, at, at how much longer are you going to continue to take the paper, as you like to say, which is really weird? Uh, well, what are you supposed to say? Receive yeah. the paper. Get the paper. Yeah, get the paper's probably better. I'm with you. How long are you going to continue to do it if they both if it keeps making you mad, right? Well, as long as they have it, I will receive the paper. You'll take the paper. Yes, as long as it's produced and distributed and delivered to my. Doorway, I will take the paper. As long as home delivery is offered. By the way, guys, as we talked about last week after Broncos Colts, Trevor Simeon has officially thrown his last ball as a Denver Bronco. Did you see what Vance Joseph said yesterday when asked if Simeon would return? I don't know. 
Quote, not sure. Yeah. That's code for no. Because if he's coming back, Vance is going to go up there and say, yeah, yeah, you know, we want him back as a backup or we're going to consider him. And he just goes, eh, not sure. I was going to uh, mention that. I just didn't want it to come across like a victory lap. But aren't you like, excited that he has thrown his oh, last pass in the I'm Denver thrilled. Broncos? Thursday, as I told you guys last Thursday, that needed to be the final time he ever started the game for and the Broncos. I have been on the record saying I'd be fine with him being the backup. I think he'd be a fine backup. But if he never throws another ball for the Broncos, I have zero problem I think on, with that. I think on Thursday night, Brock Osweiler won the backup job. Hey. If they're going to bring one back, it's going to be yeah, Brock, but he's gonna not be Trevor. Super expensive. And maybe we're the well, idiots more than here. Trevor. Maybe we're the dummies. Somebody just noted this on the text line. Perhaps forthcoming, the way it is spelled ah, in this headline, is a pun for the fourth quarterback. The fourth quarterback. Any change, okay. Lynch or Osweiler, is forthcoming. But there's, there's only not three. Then put it in quotes or put a dash. But you there's gotta, not four quarterbacks. Well, yeah, there's, there's only four. fourth and it's oh, not the, the fourth chain. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. It'll change. be the fifth chain. Yeah. We're, we're giving them the benefit. Somebody no, they just screwed it up. That's what happened. Yeah, whatever. Also, if it was a pun, you have to make sure people realize yeah. it's a play that, on words. That's a problem with Twitter, too. You can make right. a joke on Twitter. You can be sarcastic on Twitter, and nobody, nobody will understand But it. if somebody doesn't get your joke, is it their fault or is it your fault? It's your fault. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. A keep to leave at 8.15. Jeff Legwald, 9 o'clock when we come back. More on that finish in OKC last night. What I would have liked to see down the stretch and what I did love to see in Tory Craig. He has earned a spot on this team. They got a tough decision to make, and it's coming soon. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney, and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. We're all looking for balance. We're so busy with family, with work, and now the holidays. If you know someone who needs a retreat, Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa is an oasis where they can relax and do something good for themselves. Get them a holiday gift certificate to take a yoga class or have a five-star spa day with hot stone massage. Make your loved one a priority and get back in balance at Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa in Littleton. Purchase a $125 gift certificate and receive a $25 gift from them to you. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Steve Berg of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson, good lawyers changing lives. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Rael de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Rael de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food, it's Rael de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Rael de Minas Restaurant. 
Make this holiday one to remember by giving a gift of spa to Antoine Duche, Denver's top salon and spa for over 40 years. Antoine Duche's holiday spa packages are legendary. The Bliss Package is Antoine Duche's bestseller, includes a deep and soothing Himalayan stone massage, Antoine Duche's facial, and a signature manicure, pedicure, shampoo, and style. Or... Ignite the senses with the Journey Spa Package, a customer favorite for 12 years in a row. The Journey Spa Package includes a tranquility massage, soothing facial, body wrap, classic luxury manicure, pedicure, plus a shampoo and style. Antoine Duche has the perfect stocking stuffers with gift cards in all dollar amounts. Antoine Duche has two convenient locations in Cherry Creek and Park Meadows. Give a gift of spa. Call 303-768-9551 or buy online at AntoineDuche.com. That's 303-768-9551 or AntoineDuche.com. Attention, the biggest automotive sales event of the year is here. The 34th Annual Medved Inventory Equalization Sale. Our accountants have advised us to position our dealerships for 2018. It's imperative that Medved Chevrolet's inventories be equalized, and that means thousands in savings on acres of vehicles. This is the moment you've been waiting for. Zero percent financing up to 60 months for those who qualify or no payments till spring 2018. Medved Chevrolet will sacrifice thousands of dollars off MSRP to save you money. Save on Tahoe's, Equinox, Cruise, Malibu, and Sonic. This is the time to buy. Act now. Selection is huge, but expected to diminish rapidly. The 34th annual Medved Inventory Equalization Sale. Sale ends January 3rd, 2018. No extensions. Medved Chevrolet on the I-25 corridor to park the 181 ramp Castle Rock and on I-70 in Wheat Ridge. Exit Kipling, Exit War. But exit the giant Medved Autoplex. Chevy, find new roads. G5767 MSRP 19,400 plus tax, title, and fees includes 599 DNH with approved credit. Subject to prior sales. See Medved for details. Expires 1318. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Northbound I 25 traffic is filled in and slowing up Dry Creek through to Yale and between the Emerson Street Bridge and Alameda where there is a car fire. Traffic is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. Southbound running slow out of downtown down to Alameda. Most likely curiosity slowing with that and watch for crash eastbound. I-70 at Brighton Boulevard. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Westbrook crossover move, gets in the paint, lost it going up, it goes out of bounds, and a foul called on Craig by Kenny Maurer. Oh, man, you have got to be kidding me. Now he can win it at the free throw line with 2.3 on the clock. Yeah, well, we took the shot. They gained possession with 30 seconds left in the game. And uh, I wanted to take a foul to get, one, our best defensive players on the court, and, two, to give us a chance to have a two-for-one situation with the shot clock differential being what it was. And, obviously, uh, Jamal Murray chose not to foul, and we blew that opportunity to have that kind of a uh, uh, two-for-one situation. Well, Coach is being nice there when he says Jamal chose not to foul. He failed to foul. He didn't do what was instructed. He's a kid. Okay, that's what happens when you have a kid playing point guard. He doesn't do what he's instructed to do. You're supposed to foul there. Well, and that was my question during your hot take is what is the issue here? Is it in that situation or even on the last possession, is it a lack of direction or is it, hey, we gave direction. Mm -hmm. They're not following orders, so to speak. You know, something was said 
after the New Orleans game that I thought was really revealing. And I want to get your thoughts on this. God, I wish we had the doctor with us because he'd, he'd be a good shoulder to lean on here. Will Barton said the big difference this year with the Nuggets is that Michael Malone is really pumping the players up. And Michael Malone is really being optimistic, and he sees it in the way they're playing. And okay. It's a big, and I heard that, and two things came to mind. He's not your freaking dad. Right, right. He's your coach. Well, even if he was your dad, I'm not sure that's his role yeah, either. I mean, he's not your mom. Right. He's supposed to tell you what to do and whether or not you do it right or wrong. And then demand that you go it, do it. I, is this what we've come to? Oh, he's... He's being really nice this year, and it really shows in the way we're playing, you know, because he's nice to us. Yeah, I don't like that. No, but, boys, we've had this debate before. Of all sports, it it seems like NBA players need the most coddling and and attention. Okay, that's why I've said this so many times on the show. I could never be an NBA coach. I admit it. I I don't have the skill set, the patience, the wherewithal. I don't have any of the necessary means to be an NBA coach. If a guy messes up, I'm going to scream. You messed up. Right, right, but you can get away with that in football because no one's got guaranteed money. How about life? How about getting away with it in life? My I, son, I'm just explaining the reality of the situation. I'm not saying it's right, Vic. But I go back to that soundbite and, you know, the way Malone just reacted to Jamal Murray. All right, he didn't throw Jamal Murray under the bus. He could have said, yep, yeah, we told Jamal to foul and he didn't foul. I don't know what the hell you saying. Okay, but you and I can sit here and complain that that's not how it should be. But if that's how it is, and that's how young players are wired, don't you give the coach credit for adapting his style? No, that's what I was getting. No at, doubt. Yeah. No, I, I give him the credit. I guess I'm frustrated that he would even have to do that. Sure. I, I, does, I'm Popovich, with you. does Popovich have to adapt? Mm, I think ev- all the great coaches have adapted a bit. I mean, that, I think that was the mastery of Phil Jackson. He was di- he was different with everyone, but I think Popovich adapts less than Michael Malone does. I would agree with your premise there. I just couldn't do it. I sorry. If all you want to hear is puppies and roses, I I'm the wrong guy. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, and I give these guys all the credit in the world for doing it for having to deal with it because I know deep down that's not the way he's wired. It's not the way. It's not the way he should be wired. This is a professional basketball. Right. This isn't, this isn't JV, this isn't in a murals. Still alive. But it's a tough spot to be in, right? So what do you do? Do you say, you know what? I'm going to do it my way. And And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You're right. Or do you say, well, I don't think my way is going to work because of the way these kids are wired nowadays. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to adapt. And then if it doesn't work out, then you're kicking yourself for not being true to yourself. Like he doesn't, he's kind of in a no win situation. And and it's a, it's a sensitive issue because so many guys on Twitter last night were tweeting saying, pull Barton from the game. He's killing him. Yeah. Get him out of there. Uh, somebody's got to bench Barton. Why don't they bench him? He finished two of 15. Oh, of eight from three. Oh, of eight. Okay. And I was thinking in the back of my mind, they're not going to pull Barton because if they pull Barton, that's going to cause a rift. That's going to cause well, an Barton's issue. Barton's also single-handedly won him games yes. this year. Yeah, Barton but, won him the Bulls game. Barton won him the Pelicans game. Like, but you go back. I go back to what he just said, right? I mean, if you pull Barton, if you're right. Michael Malone, and late in the fourth quarter, here's a guy who's won a couple games for you late, and you pull him because he's having a rough night. Right. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Rift. Yeah, I think there's some hurt feelings. There's some pouting. So you're taking those feelings over what you think is right. Correct? Mm, 
I guess because it's a sensitive situation, so you have to massage it correctly. And that's the part of the game I couldn't handle. I, I am, I could not handle that. If I see something that's not working, change, 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 change. Let's go, let's go. Who wants to play? Who wants to win? Who wants to take the right? It just right. wasn't working. All right, well, let's break down some of the specifics of what happened in the final 30 seconds last night. So you didn't like the Jamal Murray shot with with like 33 left on the I'm clock. I'm not going to put that all on Jamal. I didn't no, like I the know. possession. Or the possession. Okay. The possession took too long to get started, and that's their biggest problem offensively. I know when they're going to have a tough possession when it takes seven seconds to start the play. You know what I'm saying, right? When they start dribbling, yeah. you're yeah. like, okay, let's go. Yep. So you're sitting there staring at your sling box last night and going, I'm like, go, let's, go, let's go, 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 let's go. go. Okay. All right, so then, you know, we, we discussed kind of what happened with the fouling, not fouling, but I want to focus on the, the Russell Westbrook drive to the basket. Was it a foul on Torrey Craig? That was a gift from the home crowd. What do you mean? That was a gift. But the home crowd doesn't have whistles in their hands. It affects the referee. Did you hear it? Did you sense it in the voice there of Cos? I, I saw it on replay, but I could tell from all the reaction on Twitter that, oh, that must have been a suspicious play. Did he double dribble? Did he travel? There was just something odd about the play. You couldn't have a one-on-one situation, though, right now in the league that had a bigger disparity in terms of respect from the officials. No doubt about right? it. You got the reigning MVP. MVP and a guy who just got called no up from the G League. No so, doubt about it. Did he get him on the forearm? Yes, he did. He did. I'm not, let me let me establish that right now. He right. hit him on the forearm. But everything that happened before that, just what? You, you just ignore the double dribble yeah. or the travel? Right. It just doesn't happen? And also, if it's Torrey Craig driving on Russell Westbrook, oh, and Russell Westbrook slaps him, never he get in the call. We know this. He would have so, got called for the travel or yes, the double dribble. That was frustrating, but guess what? This goes back to what I said to start the show. Guess what happens when you take the ball to the basket? Right. You force a decision. Yes. You force the issue. The Nuggets relied on 30-foot shots. They let the officials off the hook when you stand out there because then it's all about all the official has to do is decide. He put his hand up, and then, yep, it went in. That's it. They don't have to make any decisions. From the text line quickly, so Manchester is saying that there are a bunch of HWs on this team, Tom and Milliken. What is that supposed to mean, Tom? You know exactly what that means. Got to kind of... Can't parent you people anymore. Treat Can't do with it. kid gloves. Can't do it. Can't parent you. Man. You guys are so... I mean, it's just... I, when your when your dad parented you, did you ever just start crying when he said something to you, or did you get angry? Mm. Did you ever like break down and cry? No, I don't think so. You, you, you know, I was I, I don't know if it was anger either though. It was more like scared. I was scared, but um, I got angry uh-oh. too. But I never like would just start crying. No, because it wouldn't have done any good. But I I grew up in a household that was the same way. Scared was the emotion, no doubt. You scared right now? No, I'm good. So this whole forthcoming thing, trying to tell me, oh, it's the fourth quarterback. No, it's not. It's the third still guy, stuck on this headliner, and you? it's the fifth switch to a different starter. Why don't you tweet that out so people can see what we're talking about? It drives me crazy. Take a picture and tweet it out so people know. Most, most because people, it's not the same in the yeah. online version. That's interesting yeah. that the online version doesn't have that same subtitle. Yeah. By the way, we we talked about everything but the last inbounds play. Now I know you're not you oh, you seemingly don't don't care about that, but. Don't you gotta at least go towards the the rim with yeah. one one seven? I mean, you got the timeout to advance yeah. it up. Of course. I mean, I guess you and I just have yeah. different views on that. I, I thought just, they still could have won the I game. Just at think, that point. I just think at that point it's so hard to get a shot off. Uh, let me read this text from mm-hmm. Julie Brownman. This is a text from Julie. Hi, can you promote that we're going to have Michael Malone on today at ten thirty to talk about the game last night? Thanks. Hey, can we do that? 
I think you just did. Oh. What time? 10.30. Well, and my, and Malone was good last night in his post-game presser, but he'll, he'll be really good with Scott. And hey, uh, Julie, write this question listen. down. Julie, please write. I want this question asked to the coach today. How difficult is it in 2017, almost 18, to coach players who sometimes don't respond to criticism? They only respond to, oh, you're so good. How's it tough to coach a player who can't handle criticism? Yeah, but it's no different than having multiple kids, Vic. you got to deal with everybody differently based on their personality. I have three. There's one in the middle that if I yell at him, he's fine 15 seconds later. The oldest, if I yell at him, it's going to linger with him. you gotta, you got to know how to deal with people. Can't handle it. She should say, hey, coach, I've got nine cats. I'm thinking about getting a ten. Right. What would your advice be on that? Exactly. Yeah, that goes over. Exactly right. You know, I'm I'm not the greatest parent. I'm I'm a bad parent to be honest with you. I'm terrible. But how do you think I should have handled this last night? I get a call from my son. He's in finals at CU. Dad, I got a problem. What's up? My uh econ final? I thought it was tomorrow, it was yesterday. Oh what, what do I do? I go, You're screwed. Yeah. I know what he wanted me to do. He wanted me to help him, like make some calls. Yeah, call the professor. Hell no. Nope. That's your problem, bro. Yep. That is your problem. You didn't plan right. You missed the boat. The you didn't read did your you calendar. That? That's yeah. going to be a tough lesson to learn because if you get a zero on a final, oh, you're screwed. You, you can't pass the class. You're right? screwed. Unless you had 100% going into the final, and it's, even then you may it's not. It's his job to go in and try and schmooze the professor and see if he can talk his way into getting something. You know, part of college, and I told him this when he started college, part of college is being diplomatic and political with your professors. You Correct. have to buddy up to them. You have to, you have to know that you, they have to know that you care. If they know you care, trust me, you'll get things going your way in a hurry. But they're all different. So your approach has mm-hmm. to be different with each professor. Forthcoming on this Vic Lombardi show, we'll delve into the Avs win last night. They're back on a winning note. What the Broncos have planned for Washington this weekend. And whether or not I can get over the fact that I had the weirdest dream of the season. Pushing an Ottoman down 38th Street in my car. Figure that one out. You got altitude 950. Christmas is less than two weeks away, which if you're anything like me, that means opening those credit card statements can be stressful, but there is a solution. Give my friends at American Financing a call, and they can help you pay off those high-interest credit cards. Because interest rates are still competitively low, a mortgage refinance remains a good deal for many, especially around and just after the holidays. You can save money by swapping for a lower rate, or you can pay off those high-interest credit cards or student loan debt. No matter your situation, it's as easy as a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. These guys will talk you through the options. There's no pressure to sign up for anything, and there are no upfront fees. What do you have to lose? Give them a call. It's American Financing, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950, 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS one eight two three three four. regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. 
is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Hi, it's Drew Goodman. There is one road that will always remain the same. It is familiar, it is comfortable, and its destination is somewhere we never quite left. It's the road home. Make your road home a memorable one this year by starting your holiday season at Shop BMW for the Road Home Sales Event. From the iconic 3 Series starting at $299 a month to the attention-commanding X6, there are more models than ever featuring X-Drive all-wheel drive technology. Shop BMW. One price, one person, one hour. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Northbound I-25, slow and go from Richgate Parkway up through to Yale. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. There's an accident reported on the ramp from northbound I-25 to northbound I-225, adding to the jam. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. To the near shot, Rick holding, looking. It's a partial unit change up to Barry with a shot. Score! It might have been deflected, but Tyson Barry let it go from way downtown. And the Avs have taken... A 2-1 lead over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nietzsche made a great play on the first one, and um, the second one I just kind of snuck through. So, you know, that's the that's the game plan is, you know, shooting the puck. And um, our power play, you know, we were struggling as of late until last game, so we're just still trying to shoot. pair of goals from Tyson Berry last night as the Avs hold off the Pittsburgh Penguins at Pepsi Center, doing it without Eric Johnson. Serving the first of a two-game suspension, so no EJ for the second game as well. later this. That's tomorrow night, correct? Yes. Thursday night. Thursday night. Or, well, whenever they're in LA. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Thursday night. No EJ for that one. So uh, a good win for the Avs considering they're down their best defenseman, their best all around defenseman. No doubt about it. One thing emerged from the Avs game last night that bothered me. 
I'm hearing this secondhand. So hoping that people that went to the game or listened to the game can vouch. But I'm hearing that you heard the Let's Go Penguins chant so often during that game, you didn't know if it was at Pepsi Center or if it was in Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh fans are notorious for filling visiting buildings. First, Penguins, first of all, Steelers, is it true? Were you at the Pirates. game last night? Did you hear the chant? Jesse, Was the, did you hear that chant? Yeah, and it got to the point to where Pittsburgh scored, and you couldn't tell if it was an Avs goal or a Penguins goal. And they had the, the terrible towels waving as well. Oh, that's obnoxious. I, I would have lo- I would have Like lost the Steelers it. things? I don't know if they were Steelers, but they were yellow. That's all oh, I could see. But, but it's one thing to wave towels and celebrate a goal, okay? That's a reaction. But if you're yelling, if you're chanting, let's go Penguins during the game in an opposing team's, wow, that's next level. Well, and it's it's what I've always told Nebraska fans who are notorious for complaining about how they're treated when they come to Boulder. And to me, it's always been about, well, how do you act when you're there? You know, it's sort of like if I come to your house, Vic, and I'm respectful, take off my shoes when I walk in the door, you're probably going to be nice. If I come in with muddy boots and throw them up on the ottoman, you might say something I'm, to I'm me. I'm going to be a bit defensive. So in a lot or, of it if was... You come in, if you come into my house barefoot... We'll fight. Well, <laughs> yeah, you go in the steam room barefoot, but that's and, a different story. And this conversation came up after a game in which it was in Boulder and Huskers fans, they're always, they're not just in that one corner. They're everywhere. There's red throughout the stadium. Start doing the wave in Folsom Field. You're going to incite people when you act like that. You're going to incite people when you come into their house and aren't respectful and don't handle yourself with some level of decorum. Oh, that's a nice dose of karma because the Avs swept the Penguins. So guess what? Beat them in their building last week. Beat them in, in, uh, at Pepsi Center last night. Great. Chant, let's go Penguins all you want. Uh, you're 0-2 against the Avs this year. And, uh, that's that. But, but the nerve, the, the, the nerve displayed by some who would actually start that chant. I, I'm trying to think if I went to a game in an opposing arena, would I ever have the nerve to stand up and do something like that? It's it's so disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? I find it disrespectful. I would agree with that. Yeah. If you want to come and cheer for your team, whatever. You have that right. But to come in and act like you own the place, obnoxious. Wow. All right, to the text line very quickly. Uh, guys, the posts did mean the forthcoming quarterback. They just got their math wrong. Calm down. Larry from Aurora. So the, what their subhead should have been is another change is forthcoming. That's what that's yeah. what the argument is. That that's what people better. are telling you. Would have got it. Yeah. It is fifth coming. Uh, ninety-one fifty. Hey, Vic, your generation caused the millennials. Yeah, we gave birth to them. I I get it. I I have nothing wrong. There's nothing I. There are plenty of young people I admire, love, and respect. Okay, I I, I don't like to label everybody in the same category. Just certain kids deserve hugs all the time. I'm not a huggy dude. But how did we turn into this generation of parents? Like, when I was a kid... We're overbearing, I think. We are. We I would show up, like, the day before school started. They would have the the sheet posted. You'd find out whose class you were in. Yeah. Oh, I'm in Miss Jenkins' class. Yeah. Okay. Who else is in there? That was it. Yeah. There wasn't any lobbying for the right teacher. Or the, uh, there was none of that stuff. Well, and not only that, I, I don't remember ever once sharing my academic issues with my parents. Like, oh, I got, you know, uh, can you help me here? Can you, I got this going on. Right. I right. just get it done. Uh, but okay. That's a two way street though, because at least he was honest with you. At least he didn't lie to you and tell you, oh yeah, I just, you know, and make up some excuse. He told you the truth about what happens. You probably appreciate that. 
Yeah, but I'd rather have him lie to me and say I'm just really dumb than having to, I missed a final because I thought it was on another day. That's inexcusable. Wait, so you'd rather think your kid was unintelligent than he made an honest but massive mistake? That's not even an honest mistake. That's ridiculous. Have you ever done that? I No, but I said it was massive. I qualified it, but I still assume it was honest. I don't think he, I don't think he slept in and skipped the final intentionally. What was the class? Economics. Okay. So would yeah. you be more concerned if your son wasn't good in economics or that he wasn't good at keeping track of what day he was supposed to go do something important? Like Which is the, more concerning the, the in life. The most important thing. Right. The most. Is someone on the Twitter feed says, High Horse Angry and Andy. God, that's a long title for your Twitter label. Says, that is still my nightmare of mine 15 years after my last final. I'm sure you guys have all had those nightmares. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Late, you forget, oh, my God, I missed my final. That is like the biggest nightmare for a college student. That's a good text from Andy because I still have dreams that I'm not going to graduate. Like, I still have dreams that I'm in uh in my senior year. Yeah. I'm taking Hindu goddesses. I'm failing it, and I go to my advisor and ask her what I need to get, and she tells me a D minus, and that's a true story. So I still have that yeah. dream. Here's something, goddesses, here's something so. uh, that you said in your hot take no I think real world a week value ago, for me. James, and you were so right on this, and we saw it last night on that last play run by the Nuggets, even the second-to-last play. 5058 writes in, there was never, ever a hard screen set on anybody in that last play of the Nuggets game. Worst inbounds play since they couldn't get into the playoffs. There are no screens set at all. It hard is a problem. Screens. And it's especially a problem away from the ball, which on an inbounds pass, essentially every screen is away from yeah. the ball. You're not, you're not screening the guy who and, has and, the basketball. And you know the difference between a screen and a screen. Right. They run in the direction. Yeah. They move. They go over there. They just don't set a pick on anybody. There's no way the screen would actually work or be effective. It's just motion. It's just a motion offense. Is, is that on the players? Or is that on the coaching? I don't know. I think, but I think in these late game situations, that's what it comes down to at this point. Who's it on? What's the problem? And I'm not trying to point fingers. I'm just trying to say, how do we fix it? Because we see it over and over and over and over again. It's recurring. And you know what though? We've seen it for a long time here with a lot of different players and a lot of different coaches. When Brian Shaw got the job here, and this turned out to be a colossal mistake, but he decided I'm going to play half court offense because half court offense is how you win in the postseason. Well, you got to get to the postseason first. first. Yeah, you ain't winning any playoff series if you're not in the dance. And a lot of how you win games in Denver mm-hmm. is you run people out of the gym because they're in the fifth game of a six-game trip. They're playing at altitude. They have no interest in trying to keep up with you. So do that for three quarters, and you can win games in the fourth. So, it, it, And perhaps that's it. We always talk about how altitude affects the Rockies. Maybe altitude affects the Nuggets, too, because they play this. They play 41 games at home at altitude, and it's a run-and-gun, loosey-goosey game. And then when you get into the playoffs or you get into a late-game situation or you get on the road, you have to play a different brand of basketball, and that's not what they work on in half their games. You know, they're banking, and what they've found out now that when teams come here, especially the Pelicans, did you see how the Pelicans got worn out by the end of that game? They were just wearing down Friday night. That's altitude working. Exactly. That is just keep running them, keep grinding them. That's how you're able to come back in that kind of game. It's how you're able to able to come back when Chicago shoots 77% in the first quarter and a half and takes a big lead. You just keep coming at them and you wear them down in the second half and in the fourth quarter. 
Uh, here's another text. Uh, millennial here. Never, ever wanted participation trophies. Threw them out when I was a kid. But in second grade, we never asked for a last place ribbon. People just started giving us that stupid stuff. Great point. Great. You never asked for this. Never asked for this softness. People gave it to you. Yeah, no, that's, that's us. That's true. Yeah, that's because us. I grew up swimming. That's me and you. But why is it that it's parents who couldn't stand to see their kids sad? Yes. Well, you know what they gave out in, in the Rocky Mountain Swim League, which I did now that I think about it, is they had two heats in the finals of 16 kids, right? And I get it. That's cool. You want a, set, a console and a final, right? But you don't need to give out 16 medals. And they no. gave out 16 medals, I believe, when it was all said and done. Yeah, you know. First place got the traditional, but right. 12th place was getting the green medal. Is this, 13th place was getting the yellow medal. Am I being... Okay, this is going to open up a whole... That's week. actually a really good text. Am I being sexist by saying the person in charge of giving out the medals is probably a mom? Yes. That's a sexist statement? Because it, it may have been majority, but there are plenty of dads who contribute to this, too. Okay, I'm just... I'm, that's why I'm asking aloud. Is it a sexist comment? Probably, by definition, Yeah. Are you wrong? Is it the truth? I'm not sure. I don't know. Because I know a lot of moms who are hotly competitive, okay? So I'm not taking oh, no, it away. No. But no. I also know a lot that want to give out trophies to everybody and anybody. You know what, though? I think you're wrong. I think it was a dad. Because I think it was the dad who didn't get anything for being ninth, and he didn't want his kid to feel how he did when he was finishing ninth place in sports. It was a it was a dad who was crappy in sports as a kid. Mm. That's that's who I okay. put it on. Uh, here's another text, 9047. Fellas, in this day of AAU basketball and one and dones, kids are used to having everything handed to them and coaches catering to their every needs. Great point. Yep. Great point. They're being coddled from the time they're 13, 14 totally years great. old. Even at the professional level. Well, and it's the, it's the nth degree, but look at the, look at the ball kids. Look at how those kids are, are dealt with. I don't I mean, know how they find motivation at times. It, what is getting them out to the gym to work on their game? What's getting them out on the blacktop to work on their jump shot? By looking at Lonzo's, nothing. <laughs> um, we got to take a break. Top of the hour when we come back, our boss brought us McDonald's, and it was good. But one of us chose not to participate. Why, communist? Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets are at home for a big Northwest Division showdown against the Timberwolves. Tip-offs at 7 o'clock for the pregame show, digging away at 635. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Yeah, well, we were trying to run a play, obviously, uh, coming out of a timeout, and uh, we had a breakdown. So a poor execution, late game, out of a timeout, and uh, we never got into the action. And obviously, uh, that leads us into a desperation shot at the end of the shot clock, uh, which Jamal does not make. So a poor execution down the stretch. Nuggets fall short in OKC last night, lose by a point. They've yet to win a division road game. Hopefully, they get that done at some point. Another division game tomorrow night, Minnesota comes to town. T-Wolves lead the Northwest, and it's jam-packed after that. I mean, you look at the division. Now, granted, everybody else lost last night, which is a good thing. Portland lost, Utah lost, good things. But Minnesota's out there at 18 and 13. And then you got Portland and Denver both at 16 and 14. OKC is only a game back, and Utah is now two and a half back. Utah's starting to skid a little. 
but it is jam-packed in that Northwest division. Listening to that, those post-game comments from Coach Malone as we came back, it's the players not executing is what he just told us. He gave us the answer. We had a play. We took too long to get into it, to your point, Vic, and we didn't execute it. And it winds up in a desperation heat right, moment. Right. So, so I have it's the, a player thing. I, I have the solution. I, I Thank God you just said that because I have the solution. Since it's a player execution thing, and I've talked to these players long enough, I talk to them after every game, I know the answer. The answer is not a coach getting in the face of said player and saying, what the hell were you thinking? The answer is what? Uh, you don't get to play. The answer is a fellow player doing exactly what or I just that. said. You're right. The answer is another player who understood what the play was, who understood what the execution had to be, and points fingers at teammates and says, what are you thinking? It's a lot more meaningful, especially at the professional level, when that criticism comes from a peer. Yeah, I know. I, I'm with you, but it, it, it's just mind-boggling to me that you're going to go out there, here's the play, and you're going to freelance and try and be the hero. Part of me looks at that and goes, I kind of like the mindset of, you know what, you're going to be the, the hero. But it's also, none of, you, none of you are Michael Jordan. No. None of you are uh, Kobe uh, Bryant. Understand your role. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. By the way, text line is ripe with criticism of who didn't eat the sandwich, and you teased that before we reset. Yeah. So please uh, clarify who yeah, didn't eat the sandwich, and shout out to Brenda for the sandwich. Yeah, it's a rare treat when the boss comes in this early with McDonald's. Three bags of McDonald's sandwiches. Although she's cooked us breakfast before, too. This is not a first time thing. That was when we got stiffed on the donuts. Right. And you and I spent an hour and a half complaining about it. All kinds of choices. You had the uh, sausage McMuffin. You had the weird bagel thing with the bacon. You had the the generic McDonald's. You had all kinds of choices. I just dug in, grabbed whatever the hell was there, and ate it. I took a sausage McMuffin. It was good. So um, that leaves one person who did not eat. How does it feel, James? Knowing that this ridiculous diet that you're on, based on watching a documentary, is denying you the treats that we all enjoy on a morning like this. Uh, it's not a diet, Vic. It's a lifestyle. It's a life change. Um, you know what? It, it's really not that difficult. I, I'm in week three. I, I Week three of being vegan. <sighs> it smelled good. It really smells good. Just move to Cali, dude. But if I had eaten it, then all the three weeks of, of doing this goes up in smoke because then it's just a snowball. Then I'm just on it. Then I'm like, ah, I broke, you know, I, I broke the, the, the lifestyle there. I'm going to do it again. All right. What is being vegan done to your innards? What'd you call it? Vegan. It's vegan. I'm going to call it vegan. Um, what is vegan done to your innards? You know, I, 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 I think everything's good. Everything's working, working well. Properly. Yeah. Do you feel better? Can you yeah. jump higher? What, what 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 does it do? I'm faster. I'm faster. I, I'm lighter. It's <laughs> more nimble. I'm lighter. Got a big game tomorrow night. My clothes fit better. HW, let me turn to you now. How good was that sandwich? How good? Did so it good. Hit the spot, man. Dude, I am so full right now. I'm. I feel so good I'm about myself. I'm content, like to the point where like I can eat a salad for lunch and still feel okay about myself because that sandwich was so good. I am starving, and they smelled so good. That's what I'm saying, dude. You when can I did, slip. Hey, you can have one slip. Uh-huh. When I did that weird... No uh-huh. slips? When I did that weird diet with Kyle yeah. last year, remember? Yeah. Do you remember how miserable Kyle and I were? Yeah. Remember how angry and irritable we were? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't stand you as is, you but I that? really couldn't stand you guys when you I were know. on that diet. I mean, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, how is this positive? And, but I haven't been irritable. I haven't been... 
affected by it in a negative way. If I had been, I would say, all right, what are the areas I can go? And, you know, I'm planning on giving myself like, a, okay, every Sunday I can, you know, break from it a little bit. My cheat day, I can have whatever I want, but yeah. not on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. Wait, so, but is alcohol vegan? Uh, alcohol is allowed in my diet. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, but doesn't it, wait, yeah, it comes from the Mother Earth, so you're fine. Right, it's yeah. grapes and grains. It doesn't come from. So you're going to have beer, you're going to have a glass of wine, that kind of stuff? Yeah, and now I don't eat anything, so a lot less beer or okay. wine to get the effect. <laughs> um, six, seven, nine, two, our thoughts about how to coach young people today. I could not do it. So let me say this uh, again, all the credit in the world to all you coaches out there, whether it's the, Pop Warner level, high school level, college, professional. I really, I mean, I can't say enough how complimentary I can be of your patience and your ability to get it done. I couldn't do what you do, ever. I don't have any of the necessary patience to coach today's young people. I don't think this. it's the young people that are the problem, but go ahead and then I'll tell you my Vic, reasoning. Vic, it's not your fault. It's the grandparents' fault. Half the crap they did, they would get our ass whooped for it. But the grandparents today are soft on their grandkids. Hey, man, that's a great point. That's a great... You know how often I tell my mom, I'll go to my mom and dad's house and I'll say, Ma, you wouldn't believe what, what so-and-so did today. You wouldn't believe what he did. And, oh, cheated me. It's okay. It's easy, man. If and I had pulled that stunt, zero the benefit back of the, doubt. Of the shoe, baby. No doubt. No doubt. My mom threw a freaking knife at me once at the breakfast table. A butter knife. That doesn't go over well nowadays. Can you imagine that today? That would not be good. But a different knife. era. Different era, right? Yeah, it didn't. But hit me. I'm not sure eliminating the chucking of knives at your children <laughs> is a bad thing. <laughs> but. These, it, it, I don't blame the kids because, you know, I've talked a lot about oh, how I coach, so I coach flag football. And I think they actually like when they have somebody that's harsh. They like somebody who makes them do things the right way. Because I missed a game one time, and one of the other parents filled in. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I was saying, how did it go? And they were, like, calling their own plays in the huddle, and it was loosey-goosey. And he said, well, about halfway through the second half, one of the kids looked up and said, we miss Coach James. And they said, well, why? He goes, because he makes us be more disciplined. I like that. Wow. I like that. So it's not the kids. They, they just need someone steering them in that direction. Yeah. They actually want it. Dude, I, I coached a little bit of my kid when he was in sixth, seventh grade basketball. And there was one game where I got really intense in the huddle and I cursed. Yeah. I remember looking off to the side and some parents with their mouths wide open looking at me as if I was the second coming, right? I mean, yeah. like I was a the devil. Right. I couldn't, I just, I didn't know how to deal with that. I didn't know how to deal with that feeling. Like, they're disappointed in me because I cursed. And I felt like walking up and saying, have you ever cursed at home? Or is it, does it happen? And it's, you know, it's not something you want to have slip all the time. And if you're on the sideline being the guy who's just dropping F-bombs at the nine-year-old football game, you're over the top. But so there, there's the other thing that caused some of this problem, Vic. It's a, it's, Typically what we do in society, when there's a, a problem with a small group of people, we overreact and make everyone change. So we had a problem with crazy drop F-bombs at a nine-year-old football game guy. So we had to make it all the, these new soft rules where everybody wins, can't be criticism. Mm-hmm. We'll go to soccer games, and there's one week a season 
where you're not allowed to cheer, you're not allowed to say anything, oh, the no, coaches no, aren't no, allowed to say no, anything. No, Silent Saturday. No, no, no. I've been to those. My my nephew Silent plays. Silent Saturday. Hey, this my is ne- a thing. No, no. My oh, nephew yeah. my nephew what? plays in this league where uh the attendees, the fans, coaches, parents, whatever, are not allowed to speak to the kids while they're playing. No Wait, they can't provide instruction? Nothing. No instruction, no, no admonishment, nothing. Who, I, call, who thinks this is a good well, idea? Let me tell you something. Yeah. I, I, they had these games at the Kickers Club in Golden. You know, a soccer mecca. I went over there. I started watching the game. My 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 sister says, "Are oh, you not allowed to talk to him?" I left. I'm not going to watch it. I'm, I'm I'm not watching that crap. Yeah, I left. But that's not the kids who came up with that idea. Exactly. It's some whack job on the sideline. It's and some it's, whack it's job. Some overreaction because they had an incident. Where the cops had to be called because two coaches got into yeah. it or whatever, and now it's okay. Well, now nobody can talk at all, and that'll solve the problem. One seven five seven says, "Hey Chester, with this diet, your boulder is showing. That's fine. I, I'm not gonna, you know, be bullied into being unhealthy." Okay. When we come back, of course. Well, and I, I actually have a programming note on that. Akeem needs a half hour. So we'll talk to him at eight forty five. Just, just let me know. You just text her. Eight forty five. Akeem Tillis. Eight forty five. Power five next. Yeah, we'll do the power five for some Nuggets tickets next. Akeem Tillis. Yep. And then Akeem at eight forty five. It's almost like you produce the show. Changing on the fly here. Yeah. Is is Akeem a product of this generation? Just changing times on us like this. This is acceptable. Yeah, but it'll still be on in a half hour. It's not that big a deal. Can you show up forty five minutes late to your final? Uh, no. It's a half hour late, but still, I get your point. Okay, do you want do you want to call Keeb live on air and tell him this? No, I'm just completely joking. No, I know. It's eight eleven. Uh before we go to break, shout out. Not even a shout out. That's a poor choice of words. A rest in peace to my late Aunt Nanita, who died yesterday at the age of ninety four. She's the biggest Nuggets and Broncos fan I've ever known. Someone from another country who watched every single game. Great lady. Love you. We're back after this. Christmas is less than two weeks away, which if you're anything like me, that means opening those credit card statements can be stressful. But there is a solution. Give my friends at American Financing a call, and they can help you pay off those high-interest credit cards. Because interest rates are still competitively low, a mortgage refinance remains a good deal for many, especially around and just after the holidays. You can save money by swapping for a lower rate, or you can pay off those high-interest credit cards or student loan debt. No matter your situation, it's as easy as a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. These guys will talk you through the options. There's no pressure to sign up for anything, and there are no upfront fees. What do you have to lose? Give them a call. It's American Financing, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950, 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS one regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hey, this is Jerry from Colorado Off-Road. Who is Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. Why do you shop Colorado Off-Road? I shop Colorado Off-Road because they have the largest inventory of off-road accessories for my vehicle, and I get to work with great people like you, Jerry. We appreciate that. Shop at Colorado Off-Road for all your gift ideas and meet the staff at our family-friendly Colorado Off-Road. In Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, or shop online at cooffroad.com. Colorado Mike Landis. Our lives are more hectic than ever. All the other newscasts come on before you get home. Except one. Channel 2 News at 7 is a newscast you can come home to every evening. 
Join us tonight for news that's unique to Colorado and the state's most accurate forecast so you can plan for tomorrow. Watch Channel 2 News at 7 every night on Colorado Zone Channel 2. Attention, the biggest automotive sales event of the year is here. The 34th Annual MedVed Inventory Equalization Sale. Our accountants have advised us to position our dealerships for 2018. It's imperative that MedVed Chevrolet's inventories be equalized, and that means thousands in savings on acres of vehicles. This is the moment you've been waiting for. 0% financing up to 60 months for those who qualify, or no payments till spring 2018. MedVed Chevrolet will sacrifice thousands of dollars off MSRB to save you money. Save on Tahoe's, Equinox, Cruise, Malibu, and Sonic. This is the time to buy. Act now. Selection is huge, but expected to diminish rapidly. The 34th Annual MedVed Inventory Equalization Sale. Sale ends January 3rd, 2018. No extensions. MedVed Chevrolet. On the I-25 corridor, depart the 181 ramp Castle Rock. And on I-70 in Wheat Ridge. Exit Kipling. Exit War. But exit the giant MedVed Autoplex. Chevy. Find new roads. G5767 MSRP 19,400 plus tax title and fees includes 599 DNH with approved credit. Subject to prior sales. See MedVed for details. Expires 1318. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. It is a slow drive this morning on northbound I-25 between County Line Road and Yale. There is an accident off to the left shoulder on the ramp from northbound 25 to northbound I-225. This report is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Southbound I-25 running heavy as well, 120th to 84th. Through downtown and Broadway down to Hamden, there's a crash at the very end of the on-ramp southbound I-25 at the Thornton Parkway. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. That's definitely have to be considered because we've won. We've won two games, and that locker room wants to win. You know, so again, our, our first priority is to win a football game. We all know that, players, coaches included. You know, so that's that's very important. Vance Joseph yesterday, uh, still, still considering his options at the quarterback position, by the way, has not announced a starter. I'm told it will be Brock Osweiler. Could change. Could change. Obviously, they haven't announced it to anyone yet. Tomorrow we gather, they'll, they'll say something. I think we'll be able to tell by practice tomorrow who's starting a quarterback. I, I find it funny as this decision looms. And people talk about how, well, Vance Joseph is in a tough spot because he's convinced the locker room that, hey, we're, we're trying to win. Let's pay, play hard. Let's try and win. And they went and won two games in five days. He said that over and over and over again. It's an opportunity to win two games in five days. And they did it. And now the conventional wisdom is, but if they go to Paxton Lynch, it's going to go counter to that message that they're throwing in the towel. And, and my question to that is, why? People act like this is such an extreme difference of talent. Like one guy it, it can't even throw a ball, mm-hmm. and the other guy is Joe Montana. That's not the case. Do you really think the players in the locker room think there's that big a difference, well, if any, between Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, and Paxton? Yes, there is a difference, but they believe that. But my counter to it, actually agreeing with you, is I don't care what the players think. These players produced a crap season. Agreed. I, I, you know what? If their feelings are hurt because they believe that they're experimenting with the quarterback, I don't, I don't care. Your job, listen, your job is to play your role. Your job is not to tell me what to do about the future moving forward. Your job is to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. If you don't want us to make a quarterback change and win more games, then yeah, don't be five and nine exactly at this right. point. 
and it goes back to what we've talked about this entire show. Quit catering to the egos of these players. Agreed. Enough. Agreed. Enough. I don't care what you think. But what, in the NFL, I'm your coach. In the NFL, I'm your boss. You have recourse, though, Vic. If, if somebody doesn't play hard in the last two weeks of the season, you can cut them. Yes. They can be an off-season The money's casualty. just not there. Exactly. And, yeah, you're going to have some pro-rated signing bonus, but there's four or five guys on the team that that even adds up to a significant number. For the most part, it's not that big a deal, and it's just an accounting situation. In the NBA, in Major League Baseball, it's a different deal. Because yeah. that guy who's got a five-year, $80 million contract, he ain't going anywhere. And if he turns into such a dog uh, that, that you're that frustrated with him, you can't even trade that contract. I don't want to be your friend. Well, well, I already knew that. You were you, talking like directly. You were looking no, at me no, when I'm, you said I'm, that. I'm thinking like life as a coach. If I were a coach, the first thing I would tell the players, I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to go drinking with you. I don't want to hang out with you. I want to coach you. Do you think, you think the Wizard of Westwood was friends with Bill Walton? I think they hung out. I think they did bit bongs together. When he was playing, no. When he after, be, when after later, yes. later, I think they became friends. But, but the coach-player relationship is a vital one. It has to be one guy up here, one guy down here. There's nothing. They don't have to be equals ever. If they're equals, there's something wrong. They I should w- never be equals. But again, you see that in parents too. There's a lot. We all know parents who want to be their kid's best friend. Mm-hmm. And let their 13-year-old do things that you're like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? I, that's again. That's a statement that on a most of us. Most of us need to remember this. Echo this sentiment next time you're parenting or coaching. I don't want to be your friend. I want to be your coach. Do you want to cater to my ego and do our Power Five question of the day? I don't want to be your friend either. Okay. Well, I knew that already. But at no point in our lives will we be friends. That's fine. I don't really care if I'm your friend. I never want you to look at me as a friend ever. Ever. Now we'll do our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power 5. All right, so we've got a pair of tickets to see the Nuggets and Jazz on Tuesday night. Uh, that's a week from tonight, the 26th at 7 p.m. If you want to go, just be our winner of the Power 5 question of the day. These are not the courtside ones. They're regular tickets, but Manchester and I will be there courtside so you can wave and say hi. So Manchester and I were talking before the show. This Greg Holland thing is officially weird because there's just no news on Greg Holland whatsoever. We heard it was done, and then it wasn't done, and now everyone has stopped talking. So, you know, if you want to get your tinfoil hat on, there may be a conspiracy theory about what's going on. So we want to know what's your favorite conspiracy theory of all time. 30933 is the Altitude 950 text line. Our favorite text is going to Nuggets and Jazz a week from tonight. I got a conspiracy for you. What the hell happened to Shane Ray's wrist? There you go. How about early in training camp? I'll never forget the day that he injured it. We're interviewing him. He's conducting an interview. He seems fine. Seems totally fine. Later that day, Shane Ray tore a ligament in his wrist. He's out, so-and-so. He missed the first, what, two months of the season? Yep. Comes back, was never the same. Now he says he's been playing through pain. They've got screws in there. they got plates in there. they got things. they got hardware in there. they got a couple doors. they got to remove these things. He was never the same all season. He lost weight. He couldn't do it. You know, that scares the hell out of me. Now I'm wondering, is Paul Millsap going to go through the same crap? He's got a wrist injury that 
They conducted surgery. Well, I, I think it tells you two things. One, rushing back is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's part of the risk that Aaron Rodgers took to come back and try and help his team maybe get back into the playoffs when it would be better off probably to just get 100% healthy. So that's the first part of it. The second part of it, though, is you rush back and you're going to go play football. Like that's them yeah. with, with screws and plates, and and then you're shocked that something came loose. Well, of course it did. Hey, and again, forgive my ignorance, and it's not like we know all the details. Were there any hardware parts placed in Paul Millsap's wrist, or was it just a? How do they fix that? Are you guys doctors? I don't know. I'm not sure if we know. I don't know. I'm not an orthopedic surgeon, so I, I, I'm not familiar with now, the now, now that I read about Shane Ray's nightmarish wrist issue, I'm just wondering if. This three months and Paul Millsap is back is just not even not even going to happen. I mean, if there's hardware in there and he's dealing with like screws, well, and he talked to Chris Dempsey too, and Dempsey asked him what was the debate between surgery and non-surgery, and I'm paraphrasing, but Paul basically said, "Oh, we were always getting surgery; it was just picking the right doctor." So. It wasn't really a conversation for Paul. He just knew they had to pick the right hmm. doctor. So, so these can be sports or non-sports. Your favorite conspiracy okay, so theories. Okay, so two that I like. I'm a big fan of all the JFK conspiracies. Do you have screws in your body? I do not. You? Mm-mm. Any hardware? Nope. Oh. Well, you, do, would you call like a tooth implant? I mean, that's a screw. Yeah. Like they screw it yeah. in your okay. jawbone. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, so I love the JFK conspiracies. Yeah. I can watch those shows all day and all night. Yeah, but I'm sort of... You've seen so many different versions. Aren't you sort of over it? Did the mafia do it? But you've watched them all. Right? You've watched them all? Yeah. Okay. How about the moon landing conspiracies? We're getting a lot of that on the text line right now. The moon landing is on the moon. That was a Hollywood show? Which it's the most preposterous conspiracy theory ever. That they're going to have 400,000 people employed Mm -hmm. to put together this project. And it's all a ruse. And nobody's going to spill the beans. Right? Like, you can't keep an, the five of us on this show can't keep a secret. But 400,000 people working on a ruse project are going to kill one. But I do, I do find them interesting and what people come up with and the reasons for it and the flag doesn't move and all that kind of stuff. Cause then I like when they go and have the show where they debunk the conspiracies. Those are always fun too. Mine is that John Fox took a job the day before a playoff game, but that's not a conspiracy theory. That is fact. Uh, alright. Here's a few coming in. 3490. When I was in high school, I was convinced that Tupac wasn't really dead. He was just hiding on an island somewhere and was going to come back one day. That actually is a good one because he released like nine albums. After Post. He was, yeah. Yeah. After he was shot and killed in Vegas. So that's a good mm-hmm. one. 9645 has a really good one. Jordan playing baseball to avoid a gambling suspension. That, there's a 30 for 30 podcast, audio podcast on that that is pretty fascinating. And they interview Sam Smith, the guy who wrote the book, The Jordan Rule. The singer? Isn't that his name, Sam Smith? Yeah, there's also a singer. Yeah, yeah. No, this is the writer from the Chicago name. Tribune or whatever. Um, he was a great writer. Great writer. Great and, writer. And the Jordan Rules was a pretty scathing book, mm-hmm. so it's not as though he's he's pro-Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he laughs off those conspiracy theories and shoots them down. But the, the, the key to that whole conspiracy theory is if you listen to Jordan's retirement press conference, he talks a lot about how, you know, well, you know just, I don't have the, the drive anymore. I, I don't have anything that's got me motivated. And then he says, if that motivation comes back and David Stern will let me back, I might play again. Hey, Why would David Stern have to let you right. back if all you did was retire? There's always conspiracy mm-hmm. when it comes to the NBA lottery. Always. The Knicks and uh, exactly right. That well, the envelope was frozen, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That, remember David Robinson and Tim Duncan yep. with the Spurs? Always conspiracy there. 
Uh, Jim in Northland says the DIA conspiracy. Ooh, that's a good one. What, what is that one? And underneath DIA is like the the bunker for where the government will run during nuclear war and all that oh, kind of stuff. Break. Wait, you haven't heard about the DIA oh, conspiracy? Come on, man. This isn't freaking Toyland. Oh, you should watch the documentary on it, dude. It's Fantasy fascinating. Island. What is, the plane? Where's the plane? Is this Fantasy Island? Are you Mr. Rourke? There are some conspiracy theories, though, that are kind of offensive. Like, uh, like what? the 9-11 conspiracy theories get a little offensive. Nah, yeah, I don't even pay we attention to that them. stuff. I and don't pay attention to the worst them. ones, the most yeah. offensive, are the nutjobs who have the Sandy Hook conspiracy I, theories. Again, I don't mm. even pay attention to those people. Why yeah. do people give them the time of day? I'm with you, but those... They, they they rub me the wrong way. Here's a conspiracy. Whoever built the off-bound ramp I-25 to 6th Avenue, so close to the Santa Fe on-ramp, whoever designed that wanted to do so to drive me to drink. And you know Maybe. what? He's achieved that. He has achieved his goal. 4294 says David Dahl last year. Sorry. It's impossible to make a move from the inside lane on I-25 when you pass Alameda to get to the 6th Avenue off. It's not possible to make that move in traffic. Not possible. Whoever designed that exchange. It was, it was Coors. So you'll drink? Honest to God, whoever it was, exactly right. Designed something to force me to drink. There's no doubt in my mind. Here's another great one. Uh, by the way, Dana says, it's not vegan to have hardware in your body. <laughs> True. <laughs> I got the tooth implant before I went vegan. 827, you got the Vic Lombardi Show. Don't forget, Akeeb Tlaib coming up here in about 18 minutes. All right, homeowners, you need to sell that house. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team is the only agent you need to call. Why? Because he's going to make you the following offer. He will sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. How does he do it? Marketing. It's all about marketing the homes. That's how you get the money you want, and that's how you get it done in the time you want. Give him a call today, 720-900-4433. That's 720-900-4433. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Altitude brings you the best Nuggets action all season long. Tune in tomorrow night as your Denver Nuggets take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Make sure to watch on Altitude tomorrow starting at 6 p.m. with tip-off at 7 p.m. Check out our website for a full list of channel numbers in your area at altitudesports.com. And make sure to follow Altitude on Twitter and like us on Facebook for around-the-clock coverage and exclusive interviews. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. 
Small, uncomfortable, not practical. At Shop Mini, they've heard it all. It's time to think differently about Mini. The 2017 Countryman has more interior space than the Audi Q3 and the Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. Plus, it's a lot more fun to drive with legendary go-kart handling and fit and finish within that'll make everyone lucky enough to drive with you envious. Take advantage of an exceptional offer. 0% APR for 72 months on a wide selection of 2017 Mini Countryman. Shop Mini. One price, one person, one hour. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big-box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. It's a slow drive this morning. Northbound I-25 seeing stop-and-go traffic. County Line Road through to Yale. There was an accident now off to the shoulder on the ramp from northbound 25 to northbound 225. Traffic is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Looks like you have a delay behind a crash northbound I-25 at the E-470 Northwest Parkway interchange. It's off to the right shoulder, though. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps facilitate cutting-edge research that will lead to more effective treatments and safe more lives. Visit tjmartel.org to learn more. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. I tell you, you people are sick. I, I thought I was sick in the head. I really, I had the weirdest dream last night that I started the show with or I had this dream that there was an ottoman in the middle of the road on Spear, and I decided it'd be a good idea to take my car and push the ottoman all the way down Spear, up Irving. I took a left on 38th. I continue to push this ottoman down the road, just trying to see if I can keep it balanced. At one point, going about 50 miles an hour with this ottoman basically attached to my bumper until I got to Sheridan, and I got to that Sheridan intersection, pushed the ottoman into oncoming traffic and caused an accident, and then I woke up. So that's how screwed up I am. We haven't really gotten a great interpretation of this either. Yeah. But some of these conspiracy theories coming in, my goodness. Man, we can't even read half of them. Louise says, have you guys ever seen the creepy gargoyles and paintings at DIA? What's more creepy than the damn horse? Is there something creepier than the horse? I I have long been a fan of the horse and said people will come around and start to like it. Now that you see it all the time, you're like, oh, yeah, right. it's there. Of course it's uh, there. It's very things. Manchester to like the horse. 9083, sure. I believe Stevie Wonder is in blind. Okay. Uh, 0597, Quinton says, Andre Iguodala throwing the end of the playoffs to go play for the Warriors. Remember, he was the mole. He was the mole. Yes. He was the mole. At the I, end of that series, I, he I, was the mole. I've That's long fact. said Iguodala was the mole. It's good for good for to hear you confirm it. Uh, 1972 U.S. Olympic basketball team losing to the Soviet Union. That wasn't a conspiracy. That was a fact. That game was a joke. I rewatched that because they did, it was a piece done on Collins, the former Chicago coach. Doug Collins. Doug Collins. Yeah. And he was on that team. And they replayed the final minute of that game. I mean, that was a complete screw job. Well, he made the two free throws to give them a Total one point screw lead. Job. And then, and H.W., are you familiar with the 72 Olympics, how this finished? He doesn't do history. So, 
The U.S. is playing the Soviet Union in the gold medal game. I was three, mind you. I have a general idea. With like a second left, Doug Collins is at the foul line, mm-hmm. and he makes both free throws. I think it puts him up 50 to 49. Mm-hmm. Give him a one-point lead. They couldn't, you don't advance the ball back then. They had to go length of the court. And the Soviet Union had three chances where they would throw it long. The U.S. would stop them. There'd be some sort of phantom call. On their third opportunity that the refs gave them, they caught the ball right under the basket, put it in for wow. the game-winning layup. To this day, the American team, not a single player has accepted their goal, their silver medal. They're sitting in a vault in Geneva. Good for them. Uh, by the way, Cuban Betty with a good one. The Broncos always own the Patriots, so Josh McDaniel was sent over to temporarily blow up the franchise. That was a good conspiracy theory. That is a good one. Uh, my favorite conspiracy from FedExCom, why Marty got a sponsor after one week and no other intern even got credit for it. I don't know this what a conspiracy. What a shot. Fact. What a shot from the back. Wow. Let's Ooh. get to our morning. Fr- oh, after that, I got to get yeah. a fix, please. Sugar. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Sugar slam. Shake that. Hey, Marty, honestly. Because this is sponsored by Lamar's, can you walk into any Lamar's donut shop and say, Marty O here? No, oh, I just start screaming, don't you know who I am? And I yeah. just, the donuts start raining down. He walks in and they just start greeting him. They I'm don't even have to say I'm Marty. They, oh man, Marty's here. Will, take Marty to a Lamar's after the show. I want you to roll on your camera, on your uh, phone, and I want him to walk in saying, give me the goods. I'm Marty O. I'm Marty O. Yeah. This is my segment. You guys sponsor me. Give me the goods. I think that'll end well. Seriously. It'll end very well, yeah. Yeah. And in a lot of donuts, that's for sure. Okay, uh, friend of the show, Jake Plummer, turns 43 today. Wow. Happy birthday, Jake. You guys want to guess what his uh, home record was at Mile High? He played 32 games. Uh, up until Peyton Manning showed up, I believe he had the best home record in correct. the history of Denver Broncos football. 32 home games. I will say he was 25 and seven. That, uh, that's a good guess. I'm gonna go one higher. Twenty six and six. I was gonna go twenty two and ten. Oh, he's dancing all over. It's twenty four and eight. Oh, I needed to go the opposite direction or one away from you there. I went the wrong way. What was Jake's favorite play? The old waggle, mm-hmm. you know, fake one way, boot to the right, boot to the left, and then find a guy in a post pattern. Find Ashley Lilly exactly down right. the field. Well, and he quarterbacked. Uh, what would you call that win against the Patriots to get to the AFC title game there? Their fifth best home win in franchise history? Their fourth best home no. win in franchise history? No. That was an exciting game. Well, what was better? I mean, obviously the two recent AFC title games were better. The okay, Tebow they, DT game was as memorable as the, they get. The fumble was here. Hadn't the Patriots won like three of the last four Super Bowls, though? But the, but the fumble was here. The 1977 AFC title game was That's here. That's the number one. I'm only interested one. in post-2000. There's yeah. Tebow to I don't. I mean, I think that game is in the top ten. Yeah. I mean, but you gotta remember thing. that kind of ended New England's first reign. Yeah, but it also has an asterisk because we all know Champ Bailey fumbled the ball through the end zone, and he, he did. I mean, you know what? The touchback t- rule should you know have got what's the Broncos. So funny about that? How did replay not? Did replay not exist? Then? No, it did. It was just inconclusive, which is really how they ought to do it. Because if you mm-hmm. watch it, you, we could debate debate it for twenty minutes, and neither mm-hmm. one of us would be convinced. So they probably shouldn't have overturned it. It but. is two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. I still don't know what the tuck rule is. I still couldn't tell you if there's a ball that's being attempted. At well, then the they get rid of the tuck rule. I think but, they did. But I still don't know what it is. I still cannot identify the play. Can't do it. Go on. All right, Peyton was 30-5, and five, just for reference. Jeez. 
Uh, Chris Angel, the mind freak, turns 50. Today, you guys ever get into that show? No. I'm the magic guy. I mean, when you watch it, it's actually kind of cool. I just don't go out of my way to watch it. What does he do? Magic and weird stuff. I don't know. He holds several world records. And uh, one of them is the fastest time escaping a straitjacket, which was two minutes and 30 seconds. You know what? I don't... It's not like I don't believe in it, but let me put him in the street. Let me hang him up. Let me do that. Yeah. I want to physically tie him up. Yeah. And then let me see him get out of it. Wasn't that, that was kind of the Houdini thing, right? He would do the straight jacket. Yeah, who's the doing the tying? How do I know they're locked? Right. Are you guys David Blaine guys? Have you seen his most recent one? Yeah, and he's the guy that does like 30 minutes underwater and all these weird things. Like, how's that even physically possible? I don't know. He's insane though. And he does things where like, Someone's iPhone will be sitting like across the room and he'll just stand there and he'll send him a text. Like it's like it's very bizarre. Like he could just like I could do this right now and text you on your iPhone and he no, does that. That's weird. sorcery stuff. I'd he does it with he does it with celebrities though who are on camera and wouldn't be in on the act. What's their incentive? It's weird. I missed this yesterday, but uh, Chris Farley passed away twenty years ago yesterday. That's sad, man. He was one of the best. Can you believe he would have died 32? He was only 32 years old. Pretty good body of work for only being 32. Yeah. yeah. 20 years ago, huh? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I I know Chris Farley as the bus driver in Billy Madison, but I know he did so much more than that. So, yeah. Um, best Chris Farley movie. Tommy Boy. Gotta be Tommy Boy. Oh, God. I can recite yeah. Tommy Boy all night. That's yeah. true. Tommy Boy was tremendous. <laughs> when he walks in, uh, where's the gym? Going to the gym. <laughs> when he puffs out his chest when the girls walk by. And he's in the gym. Is he van down by the river, too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. A lot of great yeah. SNL stuff. Yep. Okay, 1896, the first pitching machine is created by a Princeton grad. It was a Dartmouth grad. I'm sure it wouldn't have worked, but... Uh, <laughs> exactly. I looked up the picture of it. It looks just like a rifle, and they just <laughs> shot it right at the guy. Really? <laughs> yeah. to, that's what baseball is going to evolve in. you got to take a shot. Of a, you're yeah. shooting a 22. See if you can hit this. Because then it turned into like the, it almost had a fake arm motion so you could learn yeah. to watch the motion too. But You know, somebody brought this up. We always talk about the human element in sports, especially when it comes to refereeing. If there's one sport that could live without the human element, it's baseball. Baseball can go completely robotic and it wouldn't bother me one bit. Yeah. I don't need to see an umpire. I can have a laser call balls and strikes. Well, and what's what's ironic about that is what sport has the umpire or the officials who think they're a part of the action more That's than the any one other sport? That's what I'm saying. If there's one sport that can right. live without human refereeing, that's the one. And I don't know. The NBA has got a pretty solid case too. I don't think so. You got to be in the mix to call a foul. How would you be able to call a foul? Joey Crawford call? didn't make it about Joey Crawford. No, but I'm talking about removing the human element. You could never do that in basketball. I know, but I'm saying Manchester's point about baseball. I would tend to agree, but basketball's right there. I think the NBA should just go to call your own fouls. Yeah. And <laughs> no, 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 this should game. Wait, no, hear me out. And you get if the other team gets five challenges. And if so, if you call a foul, and I'm like, I didn't foul you, we can challenge it. And if, would, if you're wrong, you're wow. out of the game. Those games, you're out of the those game. Games go on for oh, hours. Yeah. It's five challenges. All right, this is a big one. 2006. Allen Iverson is traded to the Denver Nuggets. Remember that night, man? That was a yeah. big deal. When that was a snowy huge. night, man. Oh. weren't sure he'd get in the yes. next day. That was a huge deal. Well, then they they got him to the game, but it was like a, yeah. it was a trek to get him there. I remember, dude. AI, man. His late nights were legendary. His late nights turned into early mornings. He would show up at times for shoot-around without having slept. Now, back to our whole conversation with, um, you know, the guys from the Redskins doing shots before the game. When you tell that story about AI, 
in the back of your mind, you say, imagine how good he would have been if he hadn't or imagine, treated his body like no, that. Here's the way I see it. Maybe he needed that to okay. be good. Because that, that's the other way to look yeah, at exactly it. exactly right. A lot of people say, a lot of people discredit these athletes who party and do that. But my version is maybe they needed to party. Maybe they needed to get away therapeutically to be good. And I think that's a viable answer. Well, and we found out during practice he was drunk. So Correct. One of the best press conferences of all time. At 2002, Hideki Matsui, better known as Godzilla, signs with the Yankees. He was a three-time MVP over in Japan. Came over here uh, when he was 28, had a pretty solid career, even won a World Series MVP. My question to you is, who has a better career, the uh, Otani guy that just signed with the Angels or Matsui? Well, Otani, we're wondering if he's ever going to, when's he going to yeah. get on the field, right? Well, he's, he's only, only 23. Yeah, he's only 23, so he could have a long career. What, Ichiro, how old was Ichiro when he came here, 30, 25? Uh, is Ichiro the best hitter of all time? In the history of baseball? Mm-hmm. What the hell's your problem? Look he's, at the numbers he's put up. 27 when he came over. He's 27? Yeah, okay. Look at the numbers he's put up between Japan and here. the hell's your problem? Who's in the conversation? I think I think he's in the conversation. Now, he didn't hit for any power, really. I mean, earlier in his career, maybe a little stretch rate, a little, little bit. golf swing. So it depends on what we're talking about. Like, Ted Williams hit 406, and he also hit for power. But to me, the, in my lifetime, the guys I've watched that were just the best hitter just getting on base and best eye were Tony Gwynn and Ichiro. I think Barry Bonds is the best hitter of all time. That's and That year, man, he was as dialed in as you can be. Yep. All right, last one here. If you guys remember this, uh, 1999 ref Jeff Triplett hits Orlando Brown in the eye with one of oh, the flags. God, yeah. And he missed uh, three years due to partial blindness. Oh, I do. That was awful. Have you ever oh. held a flag? Like what? what Those are, are heavy. What's, what's it's in like, there? It used to be like BBs, right? Like a, it was, it'd be like 40 BBs kind of in you a You know what I think bag. it is? I think it's when you go to the dog park and they use those little plastic bags for dog droppings. I think that's what it is now. Oh, that's just what's in there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Keeping with the times. Jeff Triplett, though, he's also the guy that screwed up the coin toss on Thanksgiving Day yeah, in Detroit. Jerome, remember Jerome Bettis sitting there going, yeah. We call tails, and the funny part of it is, and if you ask any Steeler fan who's still mad about it, the Steelers have called tails, from what I've been told by them, every single coin toss since like the 40s. But according to Jeff Triplett, Jerome broke from it there and said heads, even though all of America heard tails. What do you want me to ask Akeem to leave? Text line 30933. Keep next on Vic Lombardi Show. This has been your Morning Sugar Fix, brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. The home of the Nuggets is Altitude 950, and keep it here all week for your shot at the ultimate Nuggets experience. It's your chance to big-time it inside Club Lexus at Pepsi Center with top-notch cuisine and cocktails. Then, we sure hope that shirt you have on didn't come straight out of the hamper, because you and a guest are sitting courtside for the Nuggets and Jazz. That's a baller move right there. So style it up, hot shot, and go easy on the X spray Keep listening all this week to qualify for the ultimate Nuggets experience only from Altitude 950. It's Stocking Stuffer Week at CVS Pharmacy for kids and kids at heart. Head to CVS Pharmacy for all those last-minute little things to stuff every stocking on your mantle, like licensed Disney products now 30% off. Then pick up other holiday essentials like wrapping accessories and Christmas cards to make every gift one of a kind. And to help you get it all done, select CVS Pharmacy stores are open till midnight. So hurry into your neighborhood CVS Pharmacy and save big on all the little things you need this holiday. Restrictions apply. See circular for details. 
John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy, and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real, and being pre-qualified by American Financing gives them that assurance. And that's a key to winning in a seller's market. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Holly Kammerer of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson. Good lawyers, changing lives. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Although we are starting to see some improvement on the drive north on I-25 is reported to be stop and go still about Arapahoe Road through the University and behind a crash northbound at the E-470 Northwest Parkway Interchange. Traffic is brought to you by Len Lyle Chevrolet. Southbound I-25 running slow 48th to 23rd and between Broadway and Hamden before your speeds pick back up. Right now at Len Lyle Chevrolet, get up to 22% off MSRP on select 2017 Impala, Sonic, Spark, Malibu, Cruise, and Trax models in stock. Go east and pay the least. Find them at lenlyle.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. This is the Akeem Talib Show. Our field, our show. Presented by Metro 21 Real Estate Group. Check them out at metro21homes.com. I gotta show up and do something, right? This is the Akeem Talib Show. Let's go! On Altitude 950. Great event last night. At uh, Seasons 52, is that what it's called? Park Meadows Mall. Chris Harris and his lovely wife, Leah Harris. Their second annual holidays with the Harrises. Raising money for uh, the Harris Foundation and everything they do for uh, kids around town. Of course, Chris Harris, the Denver Broncos, Walter Payton, Man of the Year. In attendance at this function last night, several of uh, Chris's teammates, including his good buddy on the other side, Akib Talib, who joins us on the hotline right now. Hey, Keeb, how are you, bud? Vic, what's good? Dude, you were awesome last night. They had a they had a portion of the night where they had to raise money, and they're auctioning off this necklace. And Akeeb, playing a good sport, goes up there, and the chain snatcher plays chain giver. You helped raise $3,000 <laughs> for this necklace, man. You were a good sport. Well done, my friend. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. That's my little brother. Uh, every time he put on an event, man, I'm going to show up and uh, support him. You know, Chris said something profound to me, and you get it too because you got your uh, your teams back in Dallas that you coach. You can have the worst season in the world, and you guys had a tough season. But these kids you're helping, they don't care. You know, <laughs> they, no, I mean, they care, but they don't they, they don't. don't care. They need their stuff. Yeah, they do, man. So uh, it don't matter what the record is, man. We still they still fans of ours, man. We still love the kids, and uh, we still love all our show. So last night, you and your teammates are there, and you're hanging out, and, and I could sense it, man. Um, 
you've won two in a row, you're feeling like yourself again. And I asked you, because you had a great comment, uh, a tremendous comment after the Indy game, you can't tank. You don't even know what tanking is. What, do I slow down? Uh, right. is, is that the whole team? Does the whole team think that way? Yeah, the whole team definitely think that way, man. We don't know as far as tanking goes, man. We don't, we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to do that, man. That, that'll consist of us. Running guys, run by us and things like that. <clears throat> so we don't really know how to play that way. So are these last couple games, and perhaps the last two in the season, if you play well, is this sort of a message perhaps to the front office saying, hey, man, keep us together. We're good. We're good. We still got some game left. Are you sending a message perhaps? Yeah, man. We, uh, we hope we hope they feel that way. You know, you never know. You never know in this business. But uh, we hope they feel that way. But changes have to come somewhere. Maybe if it's not on the defensive side. Uh, I'm I'm sure you'd agree, as we've all talked about this season, changes are coming, especially on the offensive side. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just a player, man, and uh, I don't, I don't make those kind of decisions, you know, Vic. So yeah. I just I just hope John keep me around, man. I love being a Bronco, and I hope the changes don't come on the defensive side. Do you have those discussions with John personally about your own deal? Does that even come up yet, oh, or do no. you wait till the end of the season? Oh no, that 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 never happens. Uh, that's a uh, internal information. I guess they had all those conversations between each other. You know, they don't really have them with the players. Yeah. We just the players, man. We just we we go where where the coaches and the bosses tell us to go. Um, what has clicked the last couple of weeks? Why are you suddenly playing like the Broncos of old again? Uh, we taking care of the football, man. We putting we putting complete games together as a as a. Entire team, uh, offense, defense, special teams. So you got to put complete games together to get wins. Uh, you look at that, that losing streak, man. It was it was games where certain units just didn't show up, man. Whether if it was the defense, the offense, or the special teams, uh, we wasn't putting complete games together. So now back to putting complete games together. We minimizing our turnovers, and uh, that's why we that's why we winning football games. What did you think of uh, Brock's performance, man? I mean, it, his stats were ridiculous, and I thought it was his energy. You know, he's coming off the field, having a good time. I think that energy is contagious, kid. Oh, uh, man, Brock played great, man. Uh, I think that's the reason John brought him. So just in case something happened to the starter, uh, Brock, he's always he's always going to be ready, man. He's been in he's been in these situations before, man. He's He's been on the championship team. He's a champion, so... Uh, he's always ready. He's always preparing us. He's the starter. So if he's thrown in there, man, he's going to be ready to go. And uh, he showed that on Thursday. Hey, um, today's a big day in the locker room, every NFL locker room, because Pro Bowl voting uh, is released today. And it's uh, partially the fans, uh, the coaches, and the players. And you find out what time today do, do they uh, do they reveal Pro Bowlers? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Sometime tonight, maybe like 7, 7 okay. time or 6 all time or something like that. Uh, Leggy over here, he's telling me it's at five, six o'clock tonight. But are you clued in at all? Does anybody ever release that before the deadline to you? Uh, nah, not really. I kind of find out when it when it gets released. Usually, uh, for the past four years, I think I just found out as, as everybody else found out. Now you're a multiple Pro Bowler, so is Chris. D- do you think the season you've had will affect the votes you get? Uh. I mean, it may, it may affect me and Chris because, I mean, we had minimal targets, man. You look at the mm-hmm. starting cornerbacks, and, and that's all, man. Me and Chris is probably the least targeted starting
starting cornerbacks in the NFL. You know, they they worked our tight ends and our running backs a lot. We play a bunch of man, so quarterbacks can kind of not throw our way, you know. So that's why our, our stats are minimal because we got minimal targets. You got guys like you look at those Rams corners. I mean, you look at those those uh, Jags corners. Yep. Those guys got 70 targets apiece. Me and Chris probably is in the 30s. We probably in the high 30s as far as targets, you know, so – that's a lot more, a lot less opportunity to make plays. But uh, if you look at the numbers, man, me and Chris, we ain't giving up catches, we ain't giving up yards. You know, we still at the top as far as giving up catches and giving up yards. So we'll see how it goes, man. Hopefully, the coaches and the players who we played against, they they'll see that, they respect that, and hopefully, they voted for us. Well, let me ask you, does it still mean as much to you? I mean, you've been there, done that. You've been a Pro Bowl. I mean, you're gonna cry if you don't go to the Pro Bowl. How do you react? I mean, I ain't gonna cry. Of course, I'm not gonna cry. Uh, I'm gonna hope some of the Pro Bowlers, I'm gonna hope some of the Pro Bowl corners go to the Super Bowl so we can get some alternates going. I still got some type of chance, Vic, you know. But I definitely, it definitely matters to me, and uh, I still would love to go. Who is your in your mind? Because you mentioned the Jags corners, and they got some talent. They is that, is that your biggest uh, competition when it comes to today's vote? Uh, I mean, them gonna be the newcomers. You know, it's always it's always kind of the same guys, but uh. Those are the new corners. You know, definitely. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, so he works out with us in Dallas. Mm-hmm. He's in that big DB group who works out with me and Chris in Dallas. So we, we're real happy for AJ, man. But uh, those, those two guys who didn't go last year, and I'm sure they're going this year. Hey, uh, Akeem, did you happen to watch that Steelers-Patriots game in the finish? Did you think that was a catch, or did you notice the bobble at the end of the play? That definitely. It was a, he didn't catch the ball, man. You got to complete the catch. And uh, we are we all know the rules. You got to complete the catch when you're going to the ground. If the ball moves, it's not a catch. So his Man. whole hand came off the ball. The ball moved, so it wasn't a catch. You would say that though, because you're a defensive player. But wasn't the move to the end zone when he actually stretched? Doesn't that show you that he had possession of the ball? What else is he supposed to do? I mean, just that's the rule, Vicky. When when going to the ground. When going to the ground, you gotta you gotta complete the catch. So when he caught the ball, he was going to the ground. So I mean, he, it's a lot of stuff. He could have caught the ball and just backed his way into the end zone. So I mean, he, it, it's his own fault. It's nobody. It's no one fault but his. He he stuck the ball out, fell, put the ball on the ground, and let the ball move. His whole hand came off the ball. So he's a professional. He's a professional tight end in the NFL. So he know he knows what it takes. He know the rules. So it's, it's, it's his own fault. But as an NFL fan. I'm watching the games, dude. We don't know what a catch is anymore. I don't know what. I, I'm afraid after every touchdown, they're going to blow a whistle, flag's going to come, they're going to review the play. Is it frustrating as a player not knowing what the rules are? Uh man, Vic, I, I don't know about the other players, but I know exactly what the rules are. So I know if a guy, if a guy catches the ball, I'm going to scrap and fight with him all the way, especially if he's going to the ground. Yeah. I'm going to scrap and fight with him all the way to the ground just to try to make that ball move a little bit and make that ball come out. And uh, <clears throat> before before he completes the case. You know, that's a good point. You and Chris are so good at that. You're covering a dude. Let's say he catches the ball. You're not done. Just because he catches the ball, you're not done. You're going to make that effort to swipe your hand through. Is that something you practice? Is that something you work on during the week? I mean, it's hard to work on during the week because you don't want to, you don't want to take, yeah. you don't want to take E and DT to the ground and stuff like that. So it kind of got to be a second nature. It's stuff that we work on in our off season though, man. It's a, uh, we work on a bunch of stuff in the off season, man. So it's it's definitely something that we work on with our trainer out in Dallas, and uh, it kind of carries over to the game. What is the one rule in pro football today that you would want to see changed? Is there something that bothers you? 
that you don't like? Uh, pass interference, Vic. They need to just let us play. The receivers oh, come on. push off. Come on, you guys are but grabbing they, them all like, the way down the field. What more do you want, man? But, there's... They, but they push us all the way down the field, and it's never called. So if, for every defensive P.I. called, it's, it's maybe like it's like 20 DPIs called to every offensive pass interference, you know? So, but we're not the only ones pushing and pulling and grabbing. They they do the same thing. So it's like it's legal for them to do it, but it's not legal for us to do it, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, it's already an offensive game, man, with the, the fans and the, and, the, and the public already want to see a bunch of points and stuff. So just let us play a little bit. Can you imagine a football game where there is no P.I.? Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that, I love it. Yeah, you love it. I don't know. I'd love, love to see it. it. I'd love to see an experiment. Hey, Keeb, as usual, thanks for your time. Great job last night raising money for Chris Harris and his charity, and uh, good luck in Washington this weekend. Hey, thanks, Vic. All right, man, Have take care. Week. That is Akeeb Tlaib every Wednesday right here on Altitude 950. When we come back, we'll unpack some of what he had to say. Got our man Jeff Legwald in studio. Ask him about who deserves Pro Bowl recognition on this Broncos squad. I don't think they'll have the volume this year, but they uh, they certainly have candidates. And Keeb makes a great point. They don't have the stats, Chris and Keeb. They don't have the stats because nobody threw it their way. Nobody threw it their way. You got the Vic Lombardi Show back after this time out. The Akeem Talib Show has been brought to you by Metro 21 Real Estate Group. Check them out at Metro21Homes.com. Our field, our show. Don't miss Akeem Talib every Tuesday at 815 with Vic Lombardi exclusively on Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets are at home for a big Northwest Division showdown against the Timberwolves. Tip-offs at 7 o'clock with the pregame show, digging away at 6.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Moj. Home of the Cards. you and Nuggets and Denver's All Sports Station, Altitude 950. And this thing is over. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Changes have to come somewhere. Maybe if it's not on the defensive side, uh, I'm, I'm sure you'd agree, as we've all talked about this season, changes are coming, especially on the offensive side. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a player, man, and... Uh... I don't, I don't make those kind of decisions, you know, Vic. So yeah. I just I just hope John keep me around, man. I love being a Bronco, and I hope the changes don't come on the defensive side. Special thanks to Akeem Tlaib. Even though I told him it was Wednesday, it is indeed Tuesday. Not sure why I always think we talk to Akeem on Wednesday. But on Tuesday, we talked to uh, Jeff Legwald, who follows Akeem. Hey, you, you heard the man talk about... <laughs> you had me confused. I was ready to like, go and yeah, go come home. back. Like, I missed it. The one rule he'd like to see eliminated is the pass interference rule. And I, I was laughing because I, I don't know how you would complete a foot... How would you complete a forward pass if that were the case? You, pro- you probably wouldn't. I mean, there'd, there'd be a whole lot of wrestling going on. It looked like it used to way back. I mean, even when I first started covering yeah. the league, uh, you know, you, you could do a lot more. Well, okay, so the one rule that I think changed everything for offenses is no contact at five yards, right? After five. After five. Yeah. Supposedly no contact. Supposedly. But yeah. that's sort of, okay, let's let's. Cam Bailey once gave me a tutorial on how to have contact down the field and get away with it. It was classic. What would he do? Yeah, he always said 
get your hands low on the hips mm-hmm. of the guy. Keep them off balance. Ride them on the hip and use your forearm, make it look like a rub, he said. But he said you could direct guys and, but he was, you know, one of the greatest ever plays. So yeah. guys would try what he did and it didn't work as well. Come on, but you watch the games. That's what I told Keith. I said, these guys are both shoving and pushing yeah. and grabbing. There's, there's there's more grabbing today. There's as much grabbing when the ball's in the air as right. I remember 20 years ago when the ball's in the air. You got to play the ball. That's the key. It's if you're the defender, you can get away with more if you're playing the ball. That's you mean at the last second turning no, your even, head. Even even if you're positioning to play the ball, they'll let you kind of work it. Last night you saw a couple offensive pass interference. Mike Evans of the Buccaneers routinely leads the league in offensive pass interference because he just shoves. DBs when mm-hmm. he wants to get the ball. So, you know, it was a little different last night in last night's game because you could see the other side of it. That's the part that guys like Akeeb are always talking about, that they get shoved all the time. Who is the most notorious receiver, pass catcher, that throws the OPI at you? Who is the most uh, notorious? Mike Evans. Is it Mike Evans? Yeah, he's, he's routinely. And last night he just, you know, he got caught twice flat shoving Because guys. DT's been called for a few this uh, year. D- well, any of the big guys. You know, Calvin Johnson routinely, DBs would complain. But as the the matchups got, you know, Calvin Johnson's kind of changed the dynamic because everybody mm-hmm. wanted a, a big guy like that. You know, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, DT, this generation. Of, there was a generation in there of these big 220-pound receivers. You could run 4-4, and, you know, DBs had no choice other than to wrestle. Watching Gronk against the Steelers was just a man among boys. In the was, fourth quarter? That's, oh, I mean, yeah, it just, it was silly. He's so big. You got to, I, I don't, why you single cover him, I, I have no idea. Especially when they line him up wide, there's no one else in the formation that can hurt you like him. So what's the answer, you think? Double him up. Well, no, but why wouldn't they double yeah, him I, up? I don't get it. But people have done that to the Broncos this year, too. They get their tight end out wide, and schematically, defenses, their answer is to single him up. Well, that that ain't working. Well, and when he's out there in single coverage, and Tom Brady's <laughs> dropping the ball in like a stork, right. just dropping it right, it's impossible to well, cover. The other impossible thing to stop. gets me, if you watch, Brady has a little hand movement that's only for Gronk. Right. If you watch pre-snap. And if he gets him wide, the hand movement's always up. So if I'm the Defensive coordinator, you know I, I've got somebody on defense who, when they see it, mm-hmm. they go, and you make them bluffy at least once or twice before you stop. How doing the hell it. are you seeing this right. stuff? And NFL coaches can't. I think they see it. I think they. I think they're just so matchup oriented that they stay. You know, they they sort of don't tip the scale for player value. I, I you know, I know some defensive coordinators that do, but I, I would always tip the scale for player value. If this guy is better than the other guys, I would just well, and I cover think, him up. I think there are a lot of coaches who are stubborn, and it's, we're going to do our thing. We're not going to adjust yeah. to them. We're going to do what we do. This is what we do. And I, I, I don't know. It's a copycat league. So if it was a copycat league, why don't people copy the Patriots? And what the Patriots do is change Every single week, yeah. based on well, their you, opponent, you got to be really good coaches, and you got to have really astute players. Who the biggest, the coolest play from a football perspective in the Patriots Steeler game is the the interception to finish the game, right? Because the Patriots That's have been cool. schooled so well; mm-hmm. they're lined up before the Steelers. So well, exactly. That, they That's, were lined that up, coaching, ready to go. That is coaching, and it's players who yeah. understand their assignments. When the when the previous play ended, they were sprinting to get into position, 
And that's, I mean, that's, that's how you win. Well, they, win. they well, did the exact same thing at the end of Super Bowl right. 49. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. You, you can see that. They're the, ready to go. The offense is moving around trying to figure out what they're doing. They're lined up. They got their, they're ready. On that play, which shouldn't have happened, by the way, what was Roethlisberger thinking? Yeah, that's a bad choice. You know, it's like Derek, you know, Derek Carr. You can't, in those moments, the touchdown is there for you. You gotta, you gotta play it. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the car play, did you guys see the story yesterday? And perhaps this was common knowledge. I just didn't hear it until yesterday. That Belichick and the coaching yep. staff he has forbids to, yeah. players to lunge they, and dive for the pylon. They do lunge and dive, but he gripes at them in the in the film session. And it's just for that reason right. of the the potential downside yeah. of a touchback yeah. is uh, unless it's fourth down and it's the last play of the game. That is coaching minutia. Well, exactly, and, they and do it, the details, and it's the dirty little secret that. The footballs are slick. Yeah. It's a miracle. There's a reason the gloves now are like Jeff, right. spider gloves. Jeff, the fumble through the end zone is a dumb rule. I, you know, I think they should put the ball down where it fumbled. Yeah. It's, it's not hard. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't what? like, I don't think you should be, I think there should be some penalty for it, but if you fumble at the 50 and it goes out change of bounds, possession, you get back the to ball. the 50. But yeah. to, the ball. To, to, to change the possession, yeah. a team goes the length of the field invests all that effort to get to the goal line, yeah, and suddenly the ball slips the ball. through the corner, and you lose possession. And that I've is asked, dumb. I'll be honest. I've asked guys on the competition committee. Okay, what's the logic to it? Right. You know, the, I know the holy roller play, the famous Raiders play where they kept pushing the ball forward on the ground. You know, influenced a lot of fumble just, rules. Just don't allow it. Yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't. Just when, when the ball, it's too the harsh. Ground. I mean, <laughs> plus it's the only place on the field where that's true. You know, you don't. You know, again, if we fumble on the twenty and it goes out of bounds, we don't they don't give the ball to the the other team. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I think we're going to disagree on this, judging from your reaction to what Akib said, because Akib was all in favor of uh, <laughs> no, what, I, what he I, saw in the Pittsburgh. Uh, I was laughing because every def- you know, even Vance yesterday, a former defensive yeah. coordinator, was like, "Oh yeah, that's not a catch." If it wasn't a catch, I watched it live. I'm not sure if you did. I watched it live, and I'm saying, God, what a great win by Pittsburgh. What a great comeback. What a great find. Everything's great, great, great. I'm listening to Romo and Nance. All right, yeah, yeah. Nobody saw the bobble. Nobody noticed well, I, it. Nobody... I was just going to say, there's your problem right now. Because Technology has taken the game to frame by frame. To a microscopic level. And we, that's, that's the problem. This was the people who hated replay 20 years ago. This is what they were afraid of. Yep. They were afraid of HD, frame by frame. Because in that kind of microscope, yep. the ball's always moving. Yep. There's like almost no catches. Here's the ball's not moving. Right, here's right. what it's done to me. I'm a 48 year old human man. Human man. You're a man. I've watched football for 48 years, allegedly. Even when you were an infant. When I watch a football game today and I see a play, I'm unsure of myself. You're waiting for the stoppage. I, yeah, and and that's wrong. If I'm unsure of what's coming next, there's something wrong well, with the again, system. The people who were, I mean, I was at the owners' meetings 30 years ago, 20 years ago, when the people who were afraid of replay, this is what they talked about. What we're talking about right now, that no play is above reproach. And then you have the other end of the spectrum, which is Bill Belichick, who thinks Absolutely everything should be reviewed. But he wants an eight-hour game? Yeah. He, well, I mean, we just talked about coaching minutia. He wants, you know, he wants it all. And, and maybe I'm, I'm just not thinking of it because we're, we spend so much time focused on these seemingly wrong calls. But can you recall a moment when replay saved us 
from having a devastatingly wrong outcome where this yeah. team would have won and there's a replay that blatantly shows they would have won, but that, so therefore it went their way. Like, thank God we had replay or we would have been out of luck. I can't think of one. You know, I can think of like fumbles I've seen that were okay. The guy's knee wasn't down. It was a proper call, but you know, I, I can't imagine a Super Bowl getting decided, you know, by a, a call like the Steelers Patriots. You know, if that, that, that would be, if that's how you went home for the off season, that'd be tough. Well, what's silly? You might never get back. I mean, it's just holy mackerel. What's silly? If it happens in the first quarter, we're not even discussing it right right now. It's not a point of discussion. Right. But it impacted the outcome. Those things almost never happen in the first quarter. I mean, it's just crazy how it. Now I did the pool report for the Music City Miracle. Oh, you know, where everybody so that, thought that the ball was so that was a uh, going forward. And, yeah, Wade Phillips to this day used to walk by me and say it was still forward. You know, that's twenty. That was nineteen ninety nine. There are angles that make it look like it was forward. Well, I, I mean, I'm just saying. Wade, yeah. Wade used to walk by me at Broncos because he was the Bills coach. This this wouldn't have changed what happened Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening in in Pittsburgh. But I think part of the problem is we review too many things now. I don't think they should review every scoring play. I think you should have to challenge it. Yeah, it, it it didn't seem this bad when each coach had two right. challenges. When you had a limit, it right. should be like timeouts or something. I, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this because we got to go to break on that play. Show me the inconclusive, the conclusive, I should say, proof that the ball actually hit the ground. You saw his hand, but did you actually see the ball on the ground? Was there a blade of grass? What what was between ball and grass? Where is conclusive evidence that the ball actually hit the ground? I think the ball moving is all they need. How do you know that the hand didn't cause the move? I don't know. I'm just saying the ball moved. I mean, where, at what point do we... Well, I mean, it's philosophical. It's like, you know... I mean, are we going to have scientists with these ultra yeah. microscopes after every call looking down well, saying, okay, I see grass. I mean, where does it end? I don't know. You have an HD TV in your house. God, I hate you all so much <laughs> for what you've done to my game. Your game. When we come back, want to get Leggy's thoughts on who might be pro bowlers at the end of the day in that Bronco locker room. They're used to a lot of them. Could be different this time around. Time now for today's edition of Know Your Abs, brought to you by CSU Global Campus. At CSU Global, online education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. During last night's Avs game, what did Moj tell listeners about Nathan McKinnon? Be the first caller right now, 303-753-0950. 303-753-0950. Give us the answer, and you win a pair of tickets to an upcoming Avs home game. You got Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Crackman and Harris. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of Crackman and Harris, we will revisit the Nuggets in their trip to Oklahoma City with Adam Mares, our Nuggets insider from DenverStiffs.com. He will tell us just how 2017 Jokic 2.0 is doing. Plus, we'll have the Critics Corner detailing the plays that helped the Broncos win over the Colts. And who will be the starting quarterback for the Broncos this week? Will it be? Paxton Lynch or Brock Sember continues. I think it should be Mark Springer. Tune in, Crackman and Harris, on Tuesday. We're happy with Mark. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. 
Make this holiday one to remember by giving a gift of spa to Antoine Duchesne, Denver's top salon and spa for over 40 years. Antoine Duchesne's holiday spa packages are legendary. The Bliss Package is Antoine Duchesne's bestseller, includes a deep and soothing Himalayan stone massage, Antoine Duchesne's facial, and a signature manicure, pedicure, shampoo, and style. Or... Ignite the senses with the Journey Spa Package, a customer favorite for 12 years in a row. The Journey Spa Package includes a tranquility massage, soothing facial, body wrap, classic luxury manicure, pedicure, plus a shampoo and style. Antoine Duche has the perfect stocking stuffers with gift cards in all dollar amounts. Antoine Duche has two convenient locations in Cherry Creek and Park Meadows. Give a gift of spa. Call 303-768-9551 or buy online at AntoineDuche.com. That's 303-768-9551 or AntoineDuche.com. Hi, Jerry Jones here from Colorado Off-Road. Shop at Colorado Off-Road for all your gift ideas and your loved ones. We have everything from floor mats, mud flaps, running boards, bed covers, lift kits, tires, wheels. Come on in and meet the staff at our family-friendly Colorado Off-Road. Located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Restyle your ride with Colorado Off-Road. Colorado Off-Road. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. Altitude brings you the best Nuggets action all season long. Tune in tomorrow night as your Denver Nuggets take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Make sure to watch on Altitude tomorrow starting at 6 p.m. with tip-off at 7 p.m. Check out our website for a full list of channel numbers in your area at altitudesports.com. And make sure to follow Altitude on Twitter and like us on Facebook for around-the-clock coverage and exclusive interviews. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. We got Jeff Legwald in the studio. If you missed a key to leave in the last hour, that uh, interview replayed this afternoon with uh, Julie. I'm sorry, that is with Nate and Ryan. Julie and Scott, by the way, have Michael Malone at 10:30. Don't forget that. So I asked Akeeb about the um, Pro Bowl voting, which will be released today at six o'clock. Yes. So it's a third fans, third right. coaches, and a third players. Yes. I How long have they been doing this particular format? I want to say 10 years okay. for the fans. Um, Maybe it's more. But Who are locks, if any, 
Um, I'd say Von Miller. Von, I think Von's yes. a lock. Is there anyone else on this team that's a, that's a lock right now? Von's had one of his best seasons, and no one knows it because because of the losing and and the fact he has to wade through yeah. eleven blockers every time he has to. So I I don't want to get into the old alternate stuff because whatever. I'm talking about bona yeah, fide pro bowlers. Pro bowlers. Who in your mind gets in today at six o'clock? Gets in, I think Von, and I think I think Chris Harrison and. and Akeeb deserve it. Okay. Because they've, they've affected everything. And Chris is a rare player that people don't talk about much, but he, he's the, of the top flight corners in the league. Chris is the only guy who can consistently play the slot on both sides mm-hmm. and can consistently play the outside on both sides. It's a rare skill and the fact he can do it at such a high level in all of those spots because they're all a little different. In, in the football world and, and he plays them all. And he, he even lined up at safety uh, a couple snaps this season too. So I mean, uh, he's definitely deserved it. And nobody throws at those guys right now. Cause why would you? I mean, you can throw to your backs and tight ends and romp up and down the field. Who, who is their competition in the AFC? AJ? Yeah. And you know, any, you always look a lot of times, you know, fans like to vote for the new. Yeah. The new and the wild. You so meet the Jaguars are getting a lot of play and, and, you know, it, but I, I still think they, they deserve to be made. And I think they'll do well among the coaches and the players. Is Marcus Peters overrated? I, I think he's, he's, he does sort of one thing. Uh, you know, I think guesses. I think Talib's more rounded. I yeah. think Chris is more rounded. Uh, but Peters played that way in college. Done tackle. Yeah. And he doesn't do much in run support, you know, down the field, not playing the ball. You know he's he's got special special skills, but I always think of that. You know, again, like Chris Harris is to me is the might be the most well-rounded yeah. corner in football. All right, I'm gonna ask everything. I'm gonna ask both of you guys this question. No laughing, please. Just answer it. Honestly. Okay. Is there an offensive player on this Broncos team that has a shot at the Pro Bowl today? I think DT would get support from coaches because I, I t- talk to guys all the time, and they, you know, they still think he's. When they look at the Broncos and game plan, he's still kind of the guy they are moving around to try and figure out what they'll do. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I totally believe he's the number one guy you have to try to stop, but I don't know that he puts a ton of fear in anyone. Um, I don't think there's anybody on this offense that sniffs it. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody's going to make it, but I, I think among football folks, I think DT would get some support. Why is it so hard to name a starting quarterback? I, I've been told, mind you, that it's going to be Brock. That Brock's been notified now. Well, the locker room, the locker room is a tough thing this time of year because you're going to send a mixed message. You're going to tell them, play your butts off, you know, work hard, you know, because and the coaches need that to happen. You know, if your team quits on you the last two weeks of the season, a lot of those coaches don't survive Mm -hmm. no matter what you did. But that theory is based on that the notion in the locker room is that one guy is good and the other guy is abysmal. I I think think these guys are all so similar. I don't know that they care. I I think they do. I mean, I'm just going by what guys tell me. Now, you know, are they going to tell me all the stuff they tell each other? No. I I admit that up front to people. But I've been cruising the hallways a long time now, and uh, I I think they want to win the games, and especially the older guys. It, it it really sits, uh, it sits badly that it's gone this way. Right. And I think they'd like to finish it out. 
And if they can beat the Chiefs in the last game of the year, that would be pretty sweet for some of those guys. And I think they see a, a guy in Paxton who's played one game this year, and he he has rarely even practiced. And I think that's what they see. I think it's a, I think it's more a functional issue. They see one guy would essentially be practicing for three days before a game, and the other guy's ready to go. I think that's how they see it. But if Paxton starts, it's not as though they're going to go out there and just not try. I know, but, care. It, but it's there's a. There would be a different feeling. I I say, you know, I don't know if anyone's going to say that publicly, but I say there would be a different feeling around the team. Now, does that matter? I don't know. Does it? Should it matter? I don't know. Well, they but, had 14 other games to go out there and be all fired up and right. ready to play. No, and I but I think the last couple of weeks they've shown if they and again, you know, I know everybody's sick of me, but they're five and zero oh when they play the way they should, which is just be. Ugly and run the ball in old school. I'm not sick of you. I just am afraid that if you keep saying that, they're going to hear gonna it go. and go, you <laughs> know what? Like, Let's be boring. We have the right thing. We no, just no, need to do it. They will not do that. You're, you have no fear. Okay, because that's my fear. Is, no, hey, I don't, you know I don't, what? Well, just, I, don't, I don't get that sense. Let's follow the formula. No, but, I, I get the sense that they know they got to have a – you can't be switching quarterbacks. And, and Look, it's been bad for the player – it's been bad for the offense. It's been bad for the record. They, you know, I feel bad for the quarterbacks. I, I've never seen a season. I've never seen guys have to go through a season like this. I mean, that they were jammed into an offense that wasn't really, you know, for a lot of the season being uh, called to help them. Mm-hmm. You got guys getting the crap beat out of them in open formations, and of course, they're all their mechanics eroded. They've all regressed in some fashion, all three of them. And to me, if you see, look, and each individual guy has things they got to deal with. Right. I, I know that. But I say if you see regression in each guy, then something's up in your system. That 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 can't happen. For the record, I am sick of you. Well, a lot of people are, yeah. and that's you know. But you've been sick of me for a long time. All right, um, you guys are getting boring here. What happened to the good old days where you're at each other's throats, yelling? We're, not, we were never there, at each other. Is there something we can fight about today? We're in the holiday spirit. We're gonna, it was Give me it was not a catch. Man. Is there something Just we can fight about? The NFL Network listed their top ten Broncos of all time. Did you see the list? You want to talk lists now? I'm just asking because Peyton Manning's fifth, which is asinine. All right, tell him about Fifth. it. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. He's the greatest player to ever wear a Broncos Yeah, jersey. that was the subject I wanted to get Ooh, to. Ooh, that's pretty good. He, he that's just... That's in the wheelhouse yeah, right that, there. Yeah, that, that's... Come on. That's in the wheelhouse right there. Now, you are Mr. Objective. Yeah. The greatest Bronco in the history of Broncodom. Oh, I don't know how you can argue. You can't. It's John Elway. Yeah, one guy played his whole career. The other guy was yes. here. It's John Now, the other guy had Elway. the greatest... Stretch. They had the greatest offensive season in the history of football. The four years of Peyton Manning is the best era in Broncos. History. I will say, 2013. I've seen. I've never seen a team play offense like that in my career, and I will never see another one. They never had a four-year stretch like that when John Elway was their quarterback. They had a three-year stretch at the end that was was really really good, but they never had a four-year stretch like that. Well, nobody's had a four-year when stretch. John Elway was their quarterback. Yeah, it's but the best four-year run in team say, history. You know, I, I would say. You know, one guy lifted him out of sort of middle of the pack. Made oh, them. come on. That that team Peyton Manning took over was 8-8 eight and eight by a mirage. That team was 4-12 and 12 
They were is what they should have been. That was awful. And Tim Tebow lifted them with oh, miracle no. after miracle that eight and eight record. Miracle. Fine, whatever you want to chalk it up to. How many games should they have won that year? In twenty eleven. That's true. Four? Maybe. That Five, team was six. brutal. So he takes over that team, and the next year starts the best four-year run in franchise history. It's magic. Well, and they and what have they done since he left? Well, that's the same could be said for the Colts too. Right, so do you it's have hard this, to replace a guy, the, one of the best, Mount Rushmore. Do you do you have this list in front of you? I do. Now, now this is the NFL fifth, Network. I can't, he can't be fair. You think he should be higher? A little, yeah. Right, okay. So so this is the NFL Network's Thomas. Right. I don't know how you get. To, I mean, Broncos of all time. I guess you yeah. go on the Hall of Famers then early. Number ten. Is Vaughn, which seems low for Vaughn to me. That seems low to me. Number nine, Carl Mecklenburg. That's he's that's he's really good. Number eight, Randy Gratishar. Of course, gotta have Randy. Number seven, Rod Smith. Okay. I know. I don't even think I don't think Rod Smith's the best receiver in franchise no. history. I think DT is. You're just being stupid. DT's a better. If if you were drafting guys in their prime, people, more people would take DT than Rod Smith. Just a fact. If you want to fight, we can fight. Number six, Steve Atwater. Okay. Number five, Peyton. Uh-huh. Here's the one that there's no way, shape, or form this guy should be in front of Peyton Manning. And he was a great player. But what did he ever lift them to? Number four, Champ Bailey. And that's probably body of work pick. Number yeah, eight. you know, I, I I would, if somebody said Louis Wright instead of Champ Bailey, I wouldn't argue that. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't argue that one. I think Louis Wright should be in the Hall of Fame. I that's totally true. agree. I, Louis Wright, I can gather, is not going to be on this list, and that's a damn crime. Yeah. Louis Wright. Why don't you save your final three till we come back? Okay. Top Pete three Manning. of all time. Louis Manning Wright. Fifth. Louis Wright is not on this list, so this list is a Louis joke. Wright belongs in Canada. Th- this list is put together by people in L.A. that work for NFL Network. And ha- didn't start watching the Bronco game exactly. until they didn't, live in the, they didn't live in the Highlands. Yeah. I swear to God, if you say that one more time. <laughs> you got the Vic Lombardi show. We might have issues here. It might get violent. It's 926. Christmas is less than two weeks away, which if you're anything like me, that means opening those credit card statements can be stressful. But there is a solution. Give my friends at American Financing a call, and they can help you pay off those high-interest credit cards. Because interest rates are still competitively low, a mortgage refinance remains a good deal for many, especially around and just after the holidays. You can save money by swapping for a lower rate, or you can pay off those high-interest credit cards or student loan debt. No matter your situation, it's as easy as a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. These guys will talk you through the options. There's no pressure to sign up for anything, and there are no upfront fees. What do you have to lose? Give them a call. It's American Financing, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950, 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Here's your chance to hang out with Scott Hastings and Julie Brahman. Every Thursday during their show, a lucky listener and a friend will have lunch with the host while hanging out in the studio. Presented by Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh. From premier meats and gyros to salads and baked from scratch pitas. Visit eatgarbanzo.com to find a location near you. It's Hanging with Hastings and Brahman every Thursday only on Altitude 950. End of every year means holidays. Fun to think about. And tax time. Not as fun to think about. But good news, this year can help 
with next year. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza. Are you needing a new vehicle for your business, or are you self-employed and you need some new wheels? If so, your opportunity is right now. The tax advantage of buying a new Ram in 2017 includes bonus depreciation and a 2017 deduction. And better still, you pay zero down today with your good credit and no payments for 90 days. But once 2018 arrives, those tax breaks vanish. So let's look around. Every new Ram at Johnson Auto Plaza is discounted for year-end. You get the tax breaks, plus Ram throws in big finish sales event rebates and incentives, making prices the lowest of the year. The Johnson family's all about bringing customers back again and again with their family way of doing business. Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. North of E470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. All right, homeowners, you need to sell that house. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team is the only agent you need to call. Why? Because he's going to make you the following offer. He will sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. How does he do it? Marketing. It's all about marketing the homes. That's how you get the money you want, and that's how you get it done in the time you want. Give them a call today, 720-900-4433. That's 720-900-4433. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. All right, homeowners, you need to... Some of you are paying attention. The phone lines are hot. Third caller right now. You heard the call. Third caller, you get a chance to qualify for courtside seats. The Nuggets and Jazz, December 26th, day after Christmas at Pepsi Center. VIP experience. Watch the game up front with Manchester and HW. You heard the call. Third caller on the hotline right now, and you're in the mix. For those tickets, welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show alongside Jeff Legwald, who joins us every Tuesday on the show. Jeffrey, is there anything worse for people who do what we do <laughs> than Christmas football? In the airport? Yes. Christmas in the we airport? We just shared stories. The loneliest right. night of my life. Buying some crackers? Oh, I'll never forget it, man. I was a newlywed. It was Christmas Eve. I was coming back from a game cross-country. Nobody's going to feel sorry for me. I mean, it's just what we do. But I'll never forget how, how crappy I felt. You're you're traveling. It is two in the morning, Christmas Eve. You're, uh, you're not gonna. You've got the loser thing. Going. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like, you're not you're not going to see family. You're not carrying your gifts. No, you know you're, you're, you're going not. To work. You're not participating. Exactly. <laughs> like the rest of the world is having a holiday, and, and you're in an airport. I just you know, and everybody's got their jobs. And that, that's why I we were just talking about it. My my dad always drilled in us that you know. Be nice to people all the time, but on holidays, if you're somewhere and somebody's working, give them a break, you know, because it's because well, it's what it is. I totally agree. Know? I just I I understand television wise, viewership wise, why these these leagues get involved in holiday sports. Like oh, yeah, the NBA kills on captive Christmas, audience, right? Yeah, on they Christmas, have five games. Yeah, on. They, I mean they absolutely and there's nothing else to do. You don't want to. That's yeah, right. You I got a captive audience. I don't want to play board games with my family. You know the best one. Basketball. For me, is before deregulation on the airlines, 
You remember when they used to fly the planes, no matter how many people were on them? Yes. They, uh, I'm covering the Steelers. They're playing in Seattle on Christmas. Christmas or Christmas Eve. I think it was the day after Christmas. I flew on Christmas. So they backed the plane out and there are five people on this plane going coast to coast, <laughs> essentially from Pittsburgh to Seattle mm-hmm. nonstop. We got five people in the crew on the plane. Celebrating Christmas. Everybody else crashes. At one point, the lady like brings me the entire food cart and it's like, <laughs> what do you, do you want any of this? Or what do we do? It was just hysterical, but it was like, it was like having a private. Yeah, good charter. luck, good luck finding an empty flight today. Yeah. Now you can't all even right. put the tray table down. Back to this list because you know, sports talk radio is all about lists. Uh, NFL Network came up with its top 10 Broncos of all time. Um, yeah, whatever. Here's what they've got so far from 10 to 1. Vaughn. Carl Mecklenburg, Randy Gratisher, Rod Smith, Steve Atwater, 6th, Peyton Manning, 5th, Champ Bailey, 4th. Top three. Care to guess? Well, I, I guess you got to go with the Canton mm-hmm. triple. Yep. Shannon, TD, and Elway. Exactly that order. Yeah. Shannon, Sharp. I I don't dispute that at all. I, yeah, get, I guess you, I... If you've made Canton, you better be on the list. I'm just saying. I Again, this is all body of work. Peyton Manning's body of work was mostly in Indy. Champ Bailey had two different homes, Washington and Denver. By that version, his, alone, the the one season he should have been defensive player of the year here. The season he had ten picks. Was that, was that the year that they beat New England in the AFC Championship? No, no, okay. But it was. Uh, I think it was the. I'm trying to remember. I think it's the year uh, Strahan mm-hmm. won defensive player of the year. Uh, uh, Champ should have been because okay. by my charts that year he intercepted 10 passes, and he had been targeted like 36 times a year. Now, if this were my list, yeah. again, this is Vic, long-time, 48-year-old yeah. human man who human watched man. the Broncos since he was since a child. Um, Elway would be number one. Uh, number two on my list would be TD. Number three on my list, and this is where I'm going to shake things up a bit, yeah. Randy Gratishar. Yeah. No, I mean, long-time Bronco fans. Yeah. I get more... Uh, in terms of Hall of Fame stuff, mm-hmm. I get more correspondence on Randy than well, I do any other player. He was play. part of a team that changed everything. Yeah. First, and when I say everything, first playoff team. Yeah, but and, it didn't yeah. Even, didn't just change the Broncos. It changed the city. Do you understand yeah, it, the yeah. role that oh, that team I, played on this no city? No question. And I will say, uh, because you know, nickname groups are in the Hall of Fame. Fearsome foursome. Yeah. Steel Curtain. Mm-hmm. It is a huge omission to not have a single player from the Orange Crush in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It is a huge it's unacceptable omission. Is what it's it is. ridiculous. Yeah, it's unacceptable. I've spent 14 years trying to fix it, but it is a, it is as glaring an omission in Canton as there is. So when you bring it up, what, what what's uh, the problem? What are people just not historic? I, I, some of it is, you know, I don't know, because Randy Gratishar is the only player who's been in the room as a finalist. How is Louie Wright not in that room? It's, he's never been Do in the room. people understand that he was one of the... He was he's a, in the senior pool now. It makes me crazy. I throw the biggest fit every year about this. The, the, there's no guy from the Orange Crush in the Hall of Fame. Ridiculous. And the fact Carl Mecklenburg... And Louis Wright haven't even been discussed. Not even in the on room. the radar. I I just can't even. 
it makes me apoplectic. I can't even deal with it. See, so if I'm making this list, and I'm sorry, I get it. Career-wise, Champ Bailey had a better career than Louis Wright. Maybe. Okay, for those who... Yeah, but, it's like MVP. That's fine. Right? You know, yeah, that's what's fine. your vision? What, what's your vision of best Broncos? Yeah, but on my uh, list, yeah. my Bronco list, I replace Champ with Louis Wright. That's my list. Louis Everybody's Wright was, personal. Louis Wright was one of the first big corners. Exactly right. Six foot three and played like he was five ten. That's at what times. I mean. He's he's one of the first. He he changed. He helped change the landscape about what could be done on defense. And Joe Collier has told me that many times. That's why these lists are so. It's, That's it's, why they it's, make them it's impossible. So guys like me and you can every go back internet and forth. guy in the history of the world, you know, SEO statistician yeah. is uh, will always say lists drive the web. Okay, you've worked on that um, Hall of Fame committee for quite some time. What what is the next stage? Where are we right now? Uh, we we just turned our votes in for the finalists okay. for this year. And so when are they announced? It should be roughly New Year's Day in that week. How many finalists? Fifteen modern era uh, will be chosen. Do you think John Lynch will be on that list? I think it's a tough year because the first-timers this year mm-hmm. were Ray Lewis, Ooh. Randy Moss, Ooh. Ryan Urlacher, and Rondé Barber. Okay, so um, three, I don't think, I think, I'm, I think not, I'm not I'm not a Randy Barber guy. I think two fine. or three of those guys are on the list. Ray, so. Ray, I mean, come on, Ray Lewis and Randy Moss for sure on that list, right? And and I think Erlocker has a chance. So yeah. that's well, he has hair now. That's three slots that gives you know uh, faith for us all there, I guess. And again, excuse my ignorance. There is a cap on how many guys can get in. Correct, five, five. You go fifteen to five right. for the class now, and there are two. Uh, seniors up this year. That those those are voted yes or no, and then one contributor. So eighteen total. Who is the contributor again? The contributor is Bobby Bethard. That's right. That's right. That was a huge a, yeah, yeah. issue. That was a controversial vote locally made months ago. Locally, that's a huge issue. Yes, it is. It's always going to be an issue. I think Pat will be among the two contributors next year. That's my gut feeling. Well, that was our gut feeling going into this year. No, didn't I didn't happen. say that. This no, year. no. Right. I would have told you uh, what I said before this year was this year or next. It's always debatable, and uh, it's it's weird. Here we are. It is late December. It's December nineteenth. I've got a Broncos beat person. I got Jeff Legwald in studio, and we're not even talking about the damn game. At no point during this thirty-eight minute discussion have we talked about the Broncos versus the Redskins. That's what it's I come think, to. I think it's heavy irony with Kirk Cousins. In, in, but that's what the season has come to. Oh, we're right. talking about Pro Bowls, and we're talking about lists, talking and we're about talking practice. about Hall of Fames, and we're not even talking about the damn game. Not a game. Practice. It's practice. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk about the game. You got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Vic Lombardi. Chuck Pagano is the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. His brother is also an assistant in the National Football League. Give me his brother's name. Just make a guess. Uh, I'm going to just say Todd. <laughs> Italians don't name their kids Todd, okay? You don't have any Italians that are named Todd, Francisco. You should know better than that. It's always a disciple or it's a Tony. Vic Lombardi. Todd. Weekday mornings, 7 to 10 on Altitude 950. Name Chuck Pagano's brother. John. 
Thank you. We're all looking for balance. We're so busy with family, with work, and now the holidays. If you know someone who needs a retreat, Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa is an oasis where they can relax and do something good for themselves. Get them a holiday gift certificate to take a yoga class or have a five-star spa day with hot stone massage. Make your loved one a priority and get back in balance at Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa in Littleton. Purchase a $125 gift certificate and receive a $25 gift from them to you. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Make this holiday one to remember by giving a gift of spa to Antoine Duche, Denver's top salon and spa for over 40 years. Antoine Duche's holiday spa packages are legendary. The Bliss Package is Antoine Duche's bestseller, includes a deep and soothing Himalayan stone massage, Antoine Duche's facial, and a signature manicure, pedicure, shampoo, and style. Or... Ignite the senses with the Journey Spa Package, a customer favorite for 12 years in a row. The Journey Spa Package includes a tranquility massage, soothing facial, body wrap, classic luxury manicure, pedicure, plus a shampoo and style. Antoine Duche has the perfect stocking stuffers with gift cards in all dollar amounts. Antoine Duche has two convenient locations in Cherry Creek and Park Meadows. Give a gift of spa. Call 303-768-9551 or buy online at AntoineDuche.com. That's 303-768-9551 or AntoineDuche.com. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now is the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Attention, the biggest automotive sales event of the year is here. The 34th Annual MedVet Inventory Equalization Sale. Our accountants have advised us to position our dealerships for 2018. It's imperative that MedVet's inventories be equalized. This is the moment you've been waiting for. 0% financing up to 72 months for those who qualify, or no payments till spring 2018. Savings up to 20000 off MSRP. At MedVet Castle Rock, Chevrolet, GMC, Buick, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. At MedVet Wheatbridge, Kia, Chevrolet, and Cadillac. Plus rows of quality pre-owned at both locations. 
locations. If you're thinking of buying now or in the next six months, this is the time to buy. Act now. Selection is huge, but expected to diminish rapidly. The 34th Annual MedVet Inventory Equalization Sale. Sale ends January 3rd, 2018. No extensions. MedVet. On the I-25 corridor to part the 181 ramp Castle Rock. And on I-70 Weebridge. Exit Kipling. Exit Ward. But exit the giant MedVet Autoplex. Stock number CD6448. MSRP 76290 plus tax title and fees includes 599 DNH. Select vehicles only. See MedVet for details. Expires 1318. End of every year means holidays. Fun to think about. And tax time. Not as fun to think about. But good news. This year can help with next year. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza. Are you needing a new vehicle for your business? Or are you self-employed and you need some new wheels? If so, your opportunity is right now. The tax advantage of buying a new Ram in 2017 includes bonus depreciation and a 2017 deduction. And better still, you pay zero down today with your good credit and no payments for 90 days. But once 2018 arrives, those tax breaks vanish. So let's look around. Every new Ram at Johnson Auto Plaza is discounted for year-end. You get the tax breaks, plus Ram throws in big finish sales event rebates and incentives, making prices the lowest of the year. The Johnson family is all about bringing customers back again and again with their family way of doing business. Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. North of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Holiday scratch games from the Colorado Lottery make the perfect last-minute gift for everyone on your list. It's not too late to make the holidays even happier. Give Holiday Scratch and make someone's nice list. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I tell you what, I mean, he's, he's battled all year. I mean, he's had, he's had two shoulder injuries this year. He's played through all of it. Obviously, you know, with it being a three to four week injury now with two weeks to go, it didn't make sense to keep him on the roster, but he's, he's a, he's a warrior. I mean, he's a tough guy. I assume that is Vance Joseph discussing Trevor Simeon. It is. Listen he, to how they talk about Trevor. Yeah. I mean, they know, they know what happened. Yeah. That's gotta hurt you, Leggy. What? No, you were you were you know you you, you uh, believed I, in Trevor. I still I I think he's going to be a good player somewhere else. It just didn't work here. Well, I I think you know he's got things he needs to work on as a player. They all do, but I I think again, had they been willing just to muscle up on offense a little bit, I think they'd be in the playoff conversation. I mm-hmm. think they I think they win. Uh, uh, they beat the Bengals. Mm-hmm. They beat the Giants. Okay, those two wins alone put you in the playoff conversation. Are you in? No, but yeah. you're you're around. You're in the ballpark of at the, least. Of the three quarterbacks, who's most likely to return next season? Uh, I would say Paxton. Really? Even over Brock's performance? Brock's numbers Brock, were Brock's unreal. a free agent, so that's okay. the thing. And and look, Brock would want to come back. You know, and he's he's spoken very highly of Musgrave. You know, I think that's the first decision the Broncos have to make. Is Bill Musgrave going to call plays? I mean, that's and, and, you know, who are you going to be on offense, all right? It's time they all just get in a room and sit down what and are decide. We? Yeah. Because this whole notion every year of, okay, we're going to sign small quick linemen, and then the next year, okay, we want big bruisers, and then switch back. You can't live like that. they got to get in the room, decide who's calling plays, decide what they want the offense to look like, and then decide who the quarterback's going to be. From the text line, we came up, um, we gave you that list put together by the NFL Network, top 10 Broncos of all time. And a lot of people on the text line taking issue with that list since it does not include 
Floyd Little. Exactly. The How first, is Floyd Little not on that the list? First star. Well, you know, that's it's always you know like the hall when I vote for the final five for the Hall of Fame. Okay, this guy's in, but who's out? I mean, that's the. But I think Floyd's Floyd was the first Bronco star in my mind. That's he's the first guy to. You know, that that took on national to recognition. be the player, yeah. you know, for the team. And he was I, also on that '67 team, which could have been the worst team in Broncos history. And I think we're we're actually uh, doing some analytical stuff in mm-hmm. at ESPN about that. And their NASA guys have crushed all the numbers. And wait, wait, what do you mean NASA guys? They got wait. ESPN has NASA guys. They have guys that should be at NASA. Ah, yeah, analytics guys. Yeah. Numbers. yeah. Their stats and info group. Mm-hmm. So the opposite of me. Sometimes I just go stand by their little yeah. area just so I can feel smarter. Yeah, I mean, those, eavesdrop a little those bit. people are ridiculous. But they they crushed all this spreadsheets and everything, and that uh, that team was on up for consideration. All right, we don't want to bore people with breaking down a game that means nothing for three hours like other oh, I'll folks. I'll bore but, some people. Don't you worry. But we oh, can we can talk about it for, for can, a couple minutes here. We can bore people. Leggy, you yeah. know this team. I know this team pretty well, but you know it better than I do. Who are three or four guys this weekend who may not be household names but have a legitimate chance to make an impact in these next two games and contribute to next year's to team? For the Broncos? Yes. I, you know, they're trying to decide on Cody Latimer. Right. I think that's where you start. Because mm-hmm. they, they are finally seeing glimpses of what they thought he could be. Yeah, what, three years ago, four right. years ago when he but came out of Indiana? Know, the, yeah. This is why the draft is one of the great mysteries of the universe. You know, it's you, you just don't know if when you're going to be right, if you're going to be right. You know, I think they I think they like what they see there. They've got to decide at running back. What are you going to do? Is CJ going to be a part of things moving forward? Is D'Angelo Henderson going to play? Is You know, I, I you know that's a tough call. You know, you're going to sit Jamal Charles to do it, and that's what you're going to have to do. I saw him last night, D'Angelo Henderson, at this Chris yeah. Harris deal. He's a small man. Yeah, he's, he's a rotund small man. Yeah, he's the, he's got he's the, thick. He'll get it done. He's he's super fast though. I think he was the second fastest running back at the combine. Wow. In fact, my trivia. Well, if wait, hold I, on. A I believe his timed forty, timed electronic time forty was the same as Christian McCaffrey's. Wow. No way. Uh, wow. I, I would bet. Is he sitting. Yeah, you, why, why can't he get on the field? What are you the questioning of, me about combine no, numbers? I'm not. Are you? But in all seriousness, Jeff, why is Jamal Charles on the field, let alone on the team? Why? Why is? Because I think Paxton Lynch is a bit of mystery this year. I think D'Angelo Henderson is also a very big mystery this year. I, I don't get it. Yeah, what is their emotional investment right now in Jamal Charles? I, I think it, again, it's a functional issue. Uh, if you're going to play on third down as a running back, you got to pass protect. Okay. Uh, and D'Angelo Henderson was too busy running and catching the ball at Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. He never once, and certainly in any pre-draft video I looked at, he never once had a... You also, and this this is my tinfoil hat, and I can say this, I don't think you ever would. Is there some bias against D'Angelo Henderson because of how bad Brock Olivo has been as a coordinator this year? Because ah. Olivo was, he has that Coastal Carolina connection, yeah. and... We we heard that storyline during oh, the think, draft. That, that's not why they would. Uh, that, I think this is purely if he's going to play, he's going to play on later downs. Okay. And I think to do that, you have to be pick up guys and pass protection. And if you even look at their game uh, this past week in Indy, there were moments when CJ 
and Devonte. You got to pick guys up or the quarterbacks. Right. Did. So it's Latimer and Henderson on offense. One yeah. more name I'd watch would be Connor McGovern, right? I mean, oh, he's, he's he's impressed think, the last think, couple of weeks. I think he's. You're looking at him being talked about as a starter next, next year. year. He and Leary. Good. They no, achieved I, something these last few games. I think that's. I think next year Leary will go back to the other side. McGovern will play, and I think that's been the trend. He was very close to getting in that mix this year, but he had to play center all off season because Matt Paradis had hip surgery. Right. So McGovern couldn't work at guard, in which it, had he worked at guard through the whole off season, I think he would have started. So how many offensive linemen who start next year are currently on this roster? Three. Maybe. Maybe. Does that, I'll Paradis be interested is, to see what, you know, they're, they're coming to a decision point on Matt Paradis. Too. Right. He, you know, he's still on his rookie cycle, you know, exclusive rights, free agent restricted. You know, he's still in that loop because he was on the practice squad for a year before. Right. He I was going to say, it feels like he's been here five years, right. but I forgot about the squad, the year on the squad. Uh, looking at the AFC playoff picture, let's move to that. Number six seed right now by virtue of Tiebreaker strength of strength of victory Buffalo over Baltimore. Right. So Buffalo's eight and six, Baltimore's eight and six, but Buffalo would get in by the tiebreaker. Which leads me to this question: Why in the hell would you experiment with your starting quarterback halfway through the season when you're a potential playoff team and you had a winning record? Yes, it is. I always go back to benching Jake at seven and four here. It's the same kind of thing. Wow. You're messing with the locker room. And I'm, you know, like I know people think, what's the big deal? Just you're a professional. Just play. The talent level in the NFL is close enough where if you mess with your locker room, you're going to lose games. That's the bottom line. Well, is it, and what's his name? It's escaping, it's escaping my mind. But if they miss the playoffs, he's got to get canned, right? Um, the Bills head coach. Oh, I don't know his name right now. The guy who made the decision to, to bench Tyrod Taylor for yeah. no, and I think it's his first year. I think he's McDermott. McDermott. Right? There yeah, you go. Sean McDermott. I mean, that's the kind of move. If you miss it by one game, that's a lose your job type move or because you got to be better at explaining it. Right. Yeah. He he this got to whole, the podium and this didn't whole make sense. notion of you know just you know like they they take on the professorial just trust me. No, right. I, you know in this day and age, you got to tell people what's up. We're gonna hold you accountable. Who's the most dangerous team in the AFC outside of the Patriots? I mean, Patriots look like they're going to get that top well, seed, but you know, I'm to the point now where I'm convinced Brady could take ten other guys out of the parking lot mm-hmm. and push you in the playoffs. So he's he is the most dangerous player yeah. in the playoffs. I think in the playoffs you always have to look defense. Uh, this year the metrics are ridiculous for the Jaguars. Yeah, now, I don't know that. Usually the newbies don't do very well. When you've missed the playoffs for a decade, it's hard to turn that first trip into something because you're so wired. But they've got the defensive stature because that's what gets, you know, what is it, four of the last five years now, the number one defense has won the Super Bowl. Number one in scoring or number one overall. All we do for five months is talk about offense and Mm -hmm. receivers and who looks good and what's pretty. And then the defenses in the postseason, manhandle people, and the games slow down, you know, and even offenses that are great, 2013 Broncos, uh, you know, greatest show on turf, at some point, the defenses have their day. The NFC is a traffic jam 
Yeah. Why do I think Carolina is going to make some noise at 10 and 4 in the postseason? Because they've done it before. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, now I, that said, I don't, I'm not sure they've got defensively what they had when they made it to play the Broncos in Super Bowl 50. I don't Certainly think. not the depth. Not and, the, and especially outside at yeah. corner. People, if they get a, if they get a good weather game or indoors, you know, say they're playing the Saints in a game that means something, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, LA, if, you know, they get a good weather game. People are going to expose their corners. Are the Rams legit? Again, hard to do it your first time. Uh, they're legit if Wade can keep that defense, you know, sort of pointed in the right wow, direction. Wow, what they did in Seattle. Yeah, that that's an attention grabber. It's, you know, did they end an era while starting their own? I mean, wow. that's, uh, what did is good. Did you write that? Yeah, I, I did. It felt did like you just plagiarize HW. Man, I didn't, I didn't see it. But, yeah. You know, it's possible. I think. I'm turning you in. It felt like Seattle is dead and the Rams are now taking over. Who's going to win MVP? Is Todd Gurley in that uh, conversation at this point? He's in the conversation. I, I got to vote at some point for, I'm going to get my ballot in. Right. But, uh, mm. I mean, you don't have to reveal it to us no, on it's, air. It's, it's, a, hard, leaning, it's but, a hard yeah. choice this year. Yeah. Hold on. Breaking news on Altitude 950. Anytime anything comes over the wire. That is somewhat breaking news. We hit that yeah. in honor of HW. Shane Ray, via social media, via Twitter, this is what he just wrote on his Twitter feed. Life comes at you sometimes, and you have to make the best of things. After my third wrist surgery, it's time that I get healthy so I can be the best I can be. As always, I appreciate the love and support. I'm looking forward to what will be as a team next season. So he's done. Yeah. I mean, that's, you could tell yesterday he was kind of. What, what, what happened? You I mean, know, I, I know, I know this, the surgery wasn't, I saw his. I'm, I saw him the day he got hurt in training camp. I, I think saw just, him. Yeah. What happened? It was he was trying to shed a blocker and it just got twisted. But this was a lost season for Shane, who's now a first round pick in three years. Has had his moments. He's had his moments. I'm not going to well, sit here and cri- kill the guy, but he Shaq's, weighs 220 now, and it, and I'm not sure he even looks 220 now. Right. He's. It's hard to wrestle with. Sure. Offensive right. lineman one-handed at 220. We gotta go, but I'll, I'll leave you with this question. Shane Ray, who was hurt all season, or Shaq Barrett, who becomes a free agent? They'll try to have both. Yeah. But okay. if you had to pick one or the other, I mean, not well, gonna you're, you're not gonna to. go against Shane because he's under contract. Sure. Yeah, and they think, they think he can be a frontline player when he's back at two. But Shaq was good to start the year. He was, and then Shaq Shane has, got back, and they just gave Shane the job back, which I probably would have done the same thing, but Shaq hard adventure be guy a, was playing well. He's got to be a situational player. Eventually, you know, the, the athleticism, the difference in athleticism between the two players is why they were where they were in the draft. I mean, that's just how it works. All right, before we bid adieu, our Troy Hansford fired up finale. Is the Fired Up Finale presented by the Troy Hansford Real Estate Team. Here's what's got us fired up today. Keep me fired up. According to the Denver Post, it's F-O-U-R-T-H-C-O-M-I-N-G. Is there a a British version? I don't know, but we're not in Britain. We're not in the UK. So even if there is, that isn't what we should be doing. And I know how Endeavor's spelled differently in Britain. Sure. I Googled it. It doesn't come up. I think there was some album by some band that had a four in it that was forthcoming. They can't even spell the headlines right anymore. That's embarrassing. And I get it. They're cutting costs and it's an industry in turmoil. But you got to have somebody who knows how to spell forthcoming. Or how about this? Here's my hot takes. Use smaller words in your headlines. 
Show this to Jeff Legwald. That subtitle to that headline, is that a play on words or is that just a misspelling in your mind? I think they were probably trying to play on words. Okay. That it's the fourth change at quarterback. But it's the fifth. Well, then they missed it up. (laughs) 